Hi there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL2, I'm Benjamin Light. And this is Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S5E13, How the A Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is the Christmas episode of PLL, no, no uh, Halloween episode this year, they went with Christmas instead, which I think is a good choice. It's, it's a nice mix-up, and Christmas works so wonderfully in the PLL wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about time they'd done a Christmas episode. It was about time it was Christmas on the show. Yeah, it's... Well, <laughs> it yeah. was Halloween in, in season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is written by I, Marlin King and Kyle Bone and directed by I, Marlin King. Uh, they really go all out in this episode, too. They do. Well, I mean, they... Like the really production capture, design and everything. They really capture the spirit of this is a great, you know, mid-hiatus, one-off special. Like, mm-hmm. you get a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, previously on PLL, hashtag RIP Mona. Yeah, Mona's dead. Poor Mona. It's about a month. Or is she? Well, nice thing is you're going to see Janelle Parrish, you know, in this episode, so. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and jump right in. We're in Main Street, Rosewood. It's nighttime. There's snow all over the place. There's a big, like, Santana's reindeer thing, like, hanging from something or other like up up above the street and, and well, down down on the ground the liars are walking along it's kind of fitting that any town that is basically a pedophile vacation resort mm-hmm. would go all out for this crazy holiday stuff and unlike emily they seem like they decorate at the right time of year thanksgiving's not a terrible time to decorate for christmas no but uh, well yeah. again on thanksgiving day or the day before thanksgiving emily's like i am so behind mm-hmm. <laughs> so the four PLLs are walking down the street doing some Christmas shopping. It's you know Hannah, Aria, Spencer, and Emily. There's like a SUV next to them with a Happy Hanukkah like menorah on it. Oh, good. Just randomly. Good. Um, Aria, by the way, is wearing a cheetah print waistcoat with a black skull scarf on it. It's so Aria. Yes, indeed it is. Uh, the but, others are just in kind of heavier coats. I guess I I would like to like conduct a listener slash viewer poll. How much in percentage do you think is Aria's wardrobe consisting of like cheetah print, and how much of it is like memento mori, like skull stuff? It's probably 50 50. Hmm, I wonder. Yeah, so uh, the liars are walking down the street, and Aria says, So, what did you get, Toby? And Spencer says, She's abstaining from Christmas this year. Remember, uh, when you're out on bail for murder, it just feels like the right thing to do. So, that's how she's walking around mm-hmm. in public. Um,. Uh, and Emily's like, and he's okay with this? And it's like, who the fuck cares that Toby thinks, Emily? Uh, but Spencer says, well, he agreed to not giving presents if I agreed to surprising each other with a, with a gesture. Hmm. And Hannah's like, Hannah says, uh, like the clowns? And Emily's like, what clowns? And Hannah's like, court jesters. They're clowns, right? And they all just laugh at this because Hannah's dumb. Although I kind of wonder if Hannah's like just doing this on purpose, you know, because she kind of smiles along with them. Like maybe she's just messing with them. Well, it's it's that fine line of like maybe she's just joking around or maybe she's like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm totally serious. Yeah. Um, but just imagine though, Spencer came home and Toby's is like, "Here is the <laughs> jester I got, Spencer." It's like a painted mime juggling balls. Oh, that'd be terrifying. 
Um, so Emily looks over and wants to throw a window. It's like a fancy winter wonderland setting and train set. And Emily's just like, I've always loved these windows. So she looks at another store and uh, the front windows, you know, and she's like, oh, let's make a wish, guys. They all get like snowflakes. Like, Oh, yeah, there's these with. little, I don't know, probably for donations or something, these little paper snowflakes you can like write your wishes on. Um, and Emily's trying to hand them out. Ari and Spencer take theirs, but uh, Spencer says, uh, she's a, Ari's like, yeah, let's make a wish for Spencer. And Spencer says, guys, Santa's not bringing me a stay out of jail free card. Um <laughs> But Hannah is just like ignoring this, like staring sadly in the window. Yeah. And Emily's like, Hannah, you want a snowflake? And Hannah says, the last time I was here, I was with Mona. Flashback. Um, so this flashback, they don't really tell you when. I'm going to guess this is probably sophomore year. This seems to be between the period when Allie disappeared and her body was found. Yeah. Because Hannah and Mona are like best friends here. And it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like two years earlier. Um, it's daytime, everything's bright and happy. Mona's wearing like a powder blue hat and Hannah's like wearing this like uh, pink hat. Beanie. Yeah, powder blue like and Hannah's like a got a pink beanie on and like a pinkish purplish fur coat. <laughs> uh I guess They're they looking made, fabulous. Yeah, they they made wishes too, and so Hannah's like, well, What'd you wish for? And Mona says You Hannah, she wished for you. Yeah, you're my best friend, Hannah. I wish for us to always stay close. Aww. And Hannah's like, We will. Bessie's forever. I promise. OTP. Mm-hmm. This is this this scene is just like just salt in the moon. They're like, hey, remember how we killed Mona? Yeah, and then Mona's just like, so what'd you wish for? And Hannah's like, Jimmy Choose, which I had to look up, or actually Their shoes. shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mona's like, you oh, had to look that up. It. I did. Wow, you hadn't like been inundated with like ten years worth of uh, Sex in the City and Jimmy Choo jokes. No, mm. I I just barely like survived the Manolo references. Mm-hmm. Um. And Mona's just like, oh, you're getting those. And Hannah's like, I am? And Mona's like, if Sen doesn't bring them, we'll steal them. When Mona Vanderwall says you're getting something, you just accept it. You don't yeah. ask how. Yeah. And so they, they giggle and they walk off, like arms entwined with each other. Girls total, be girls. Total besties, BFS. And yeah. then we come back to present day. Hannah's night. sad and Hannah's Mona's glum. dead. Yeah. And Hannah says, wishes don't come true, Emily. If they did, people wouldn't die. And the other liars are just like, he's buzzkill. And Emily says, well, I'm still holding out hope. And Spencer says, hope is a dirty four-letter word. And she puts so that, her snowflake back. That needs to be somebody's Kindle World novel. Like, uh, hope is a dirty four-letter word. That could be your Kindle World novel. They really could. Uh, mm-hmm. Emily's like, we live in an A world. They still haven't found Mona's body. And Spencer's like, yeah. That's because A likes to bury the bodies herself. So, they, But isn't it more likely that A likes to make that body reappear at the worst possible time? Mm-hmm. We've, I mean, aren't uh, you just kind of like dreading that body, like just showing up out of nowhere? We've joked off off camera here uh when we think mona's body will reappear mm-hmm. it's gross oh. <laughs> <laughs> well you can't just say that and not uh maybe at the end of the not episode say it yeah maybe it involves uh, ezra it involves ezra and it's not funny mm-hmm. at all at all so they walk on and Ario is just like yeah and then throw ice balls i swear allison is starting this party rubbing our faces i ruined your lives and now i'm the bell of the ball at first, she, I was like, ice balls? What? But she's she, talking about an, an ice ball, like an yeah, ice uh, dance. Like a, like a dance. Not mm-hmm. like Allison is literally throwing balls of ice. <laughs> though that would be interesting, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Spencer's like, technically, she only ruined my life. And Emily's like, ruin one of us, ruin all of us. Liar solidarity. Yeah, so they stop in front of one of the storefront and look at the window for the poster for Allison's ice ball. And it says the... De Laurentiis Christmas Eve Ice Ball, and it benefits the homeless of Philadelphia. <laughs> I feel like it should say it benefits the homeless or something. Yeah, I'm amazed that Allison got Ken of De Laurentiis to agree to this. Hors d'oeuvres and refreshments, uh, masquerade attire encouraged. 
sponsored by the De Laurentiis family. How much money do the De Laurentiis have? It's never totally clear. Like, well, they're, they're like land developers or something. Or something. Like, but when we actually see this ice ball, god damn, this is yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Arya, they're looking at this, and Arya says, yeah, well, I'd rather dance on dead monkeys than go to Allie's stupid ice ball. And Spencer's like, dead monkeys? Because, like, seriously, Arya? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Where did that even come from? Yeah, they keep walking. Hannah's so distraught. But to me, she's not, like, the same kind of annoying stick in the mud that Emily was when Maya died. No, no, she's not. She's not, like, taking it out on her friends kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And Hannah says, you know, Allie got everything she wanted. Mona's gone. Bethany's dead. Now she's making Spencer go down for it. So... Arya looks over and sees a man in a suit who's like holding an envelope, is looking at them, watching them. Suit and Arya, like a like a coat, yeah. Yeah. Arya says to Spencer, "Is that a reporter or a cop?" Spencer eyes him and she's like, "That pen's too nice. My money's on a lawyer." And so this dude walks up and he says, "Hannah Marin." And says yes, and he hands her a business card. Spencer peeks at it and then turns to Arya and she's like, "Told you." <laughs> and the lawyer here says, "Mona Vanderwall retained me to handle her affairs in the event of her demise." I was instructed to wait 30 days after her death and deliver this to you personally. And he hands her an envelope. That is so Mona. Well, I love that he has, like, on top of the envelope, like, this sheet of paper. You can't quite make out what the writing is, but there's a photo of Hannah. Mm -hmm. Like, he's been, like, visually identifying her on the street. (laughs) Mona retained a lawyer just in case she was killed to handle her affairs. I want to hear more about that. But I saw somewhere misrepresented, like, this is Mona's will. I don't think this is Mona's will. No, no. This is just one of those things. I, I think her will is probably like executed in stages at like various times of her choosing, you know, like we're bequeathing certain millions of dollars and like who gets the cyanide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he hands the envelope to Hannah and the lawyer's like, like I'm sure like part of her will is like instructing this lawyer to kill someone, you know, or like, like he just like walks up to Noel Khan and it's like Noel Khan. And Noel Khan's like, yeah. And he kicks Noel Khan in the balls. Uh, so he hands the envelope to Hannah or Hannah and uh, <laughs> the lawyer's like, Merry Christmas. And he walks off and Spencer's just like, bah humbug. Spencer will be the Grinch in this episode. Yes, she will. Um, so Hannah's like, I'm afraid to open it. So Emily takes it from her, starts opening it. Emily pulls out some sheets and tells that they're, that they're like drawings of Allison's house. And Arya looks at it and she's like, yeah, and all her hiding spaces. So Hannah pulls out a note from the inside of it. The note's from Mona. Yeah, and Hannah, she says, it's from Mona. And she reads it and she says, hey, Han, if you're reading this. And then we kind of switch to Mona's voice reading it in voiceover. Mm-hmm. And Mona says, uh, you know, if you're reading this, she's still playing the game and I'm talking to you from the grave. But I went out fighting and that's what you need to do, too. Uh, promise me you won't give up, Hannah. You have to keep looking. Kisses. M. Aw. Mm-hmm. Hannah's just heartbroken. Totally devastated. Yeah. And she says, I promised Mona we'd always stick together. And she says, well, you have to figure A keep souvenirs, right? And Emily's like, you mean Allison. Spencer says, different name, same bitch. So Hannah says, there has to be something in Allie's house that proves she killed Bethany and that Spencer didn't. And Emily says, I think Mona just handed us a way to give you your uh, Christmas, Spence, and, and your stay-out-of-jail-free card. Hannah adds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hear a ringing bell behind them. It's like Santa Claus like walking down the street. He sounds like the Salvation Army person. Arya stops him. She, this moment's fascinating. She slips hey, some Santa. cash. Yeah, she slips some cash into his bucket. So he reaches in his bag, hands her a snow globe, walks off. She looks at it for a moment, and she's just like, oh, my God. We see that it's this snow globe from the A tag in the previous episode. Yeah, the one with their pictures inside of it. Um, and Emily's just like, is that us? And Arya flips it around. There's an A message on the back. 
uh, the picture that says A takes a holiday, you should too. Mm-hmm. It's like A is just like, hey, let's just chill. It's Christmas. Um, uh, shouldn't they be like tackling that Santa right now and like interrogating him? To me, it's just more proof that Arya is A. Mm-hmm. I would be because well, she be... she flipped it around immediately. I would not be shocked if we found out that like this wasn't A and that Arya had just done this to try to get her friends to lighten up. <laughs> yeah, so then we cut to a different snow globe, this one with a Christmas tree in it. We're in Allie's room now, and the camera kind of moves up, and we see Allie through her mirror. I, I love the way they use mirrors on the show to, to reveal people. Allie's lying, yeah. sleeping in bed, but she's lying on top of the covers because that's apparently how she sleeps. But it's it's like Allison is one of the people primarily... Mm-hmm. You know, who like lives like through that, that glass darkly. Um, yeah, the power is out, the lights are out. Alice is like sleeping in the dark. And there's like, there's like a loud banging on the door to her bedroom and she oh, wakes no, up terrible. Before that, her lamp like fizzles out. Like there's oh, like yeah. this electrostatic, you know, and it like goes out. And then you hear the banging. Yeah. yeah. So she sits up like shocked. Door opens. And in walks Jessica Dillarentis. In that great, terrifying Mrs. D Terminator walk. Mm-hmm. Hallie's like, Mom? And Jessica says, she's got a lot to show you. Pay attention. And Jessica just like walks right back out and Allie poops herself. Mm-hmm. Allison is like, oh man, I am tripping Yuletide balls here. <laughs> and then we get some wonderful credits. Uh, they, oh, yes. They touched up the credits for Christmas. Uh, just, I mean, minor details. There's like kind of like these like kind of blue and green like kind of tints on certain things and everything's like sparkly. Um, the eye, you know, presumably Allison's eye, the body's eye in the credits has like Mona inside the eye. The, but it's the like pupil. Ice Queen Nightmare Mona. Yeah. There's yeah. like a silvery, silvery, sparkly like lipstick on the mouth and some red. The the hair on this dead body is hair like, is like silvery gray. Yeah. Like yeah, crazy off white frost giant. Um, the nails are painted red and green. We hear ho ho ho. <laughs> Yeah, I love the Santa ho ho. And then when we get the the shot of the coffin, it's snowing. There's like you know snow everywhere, and the coffin's half covered in snow, and like blood is spreading on it. It's yeah, so great because I, I mean they all just it's not like they reshot this. They just you know did a lot of like Photoshop work to their original uh, thing, but it's so much fun. It's so cheesy and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So after the credits, we're not- well, I, I especially love uh, when it shows the the Pretty Little Liars title card. There, like a, a gust of wind comes in and like blows it away with all the snow. It's nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Is this is so much fun. Um. Uh. So after after the credits, we're in Allison's living room. She's playing a few notes of like Silent Night on the piano and walks away. She picks up a picture, like a framed picture of her mother. She studies it. Um, and in the winter, the darkened De Laurentiis house looks even more empty and dead, like the memory of a home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like Allie, she, she plays a little silent night and then just goes and looks at this picture of her mom and sits down on the couch with it. Presumably, she, she woke up after that weird nightmare she just had mm-hmm. and is down in the, the living room. We don't know where uh, Kenneth De Laurentiis is. Perhaps he's stuck in the snow. I hope I'm not late. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, it's like something that's a different time. It's a oh, it's like she room. she looks down at the picture and then looks up, and suddenly it's like daytime, Christmas morning. It's bright. It's like a, there's a huge decorated Christmas tree. We see Allison. Everything's like, very warm. It's kind of played like she's woken up from a nap into like this possible flashback slash time travel adventure. Mm-hmm. But she she wakes up as a few notes of Cyanide are being played on the piano again. She looks around, surprised to say the least. We pan around this warm, beautiful living room and see over there at the piano playing that song now. That's young Allison. Well, it's it's full version of Silent Night. It's not just like a one-handed, like, you know, plinky plink. 
Yeah. Uh, someone's playing the full version. And yeah, there's there's a young girl who we're going to say is young Allie De Laurentiis. Um, and then I love the way the we, we look at that. And, uh, like Hannah, or I'm sorry, Allie walks over kind of staring like what the hell's going on? Just looking at this girl. And the camera pans over to like the front of the piano. And there's Mona looking just incredible. Sexy ice queen Mona Vanderwall from Beyond Thunderdome. She looks like Helena Bonham Carter like threw up all over her, basically. Yeah, um, but she has like crazy sexy, silvery, like big wild hair. Like um, Helena Helena Bonham Carter, if she never got her life ruined by Tim Burton. <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon. Uh, uh, she has. Away, um, we're recording this on Festivus. A Festivus and for the rest of us on Christmas Day. Yeah, Happy Festivus. Yeah. Uh, Mona's dress is like this, like kind of like shoulderless, you know, strapless thing where it's all in like grays and blacks, but it has all these like chains and locks all over it. It's kind of Jacob Marley-ish, but like sexy right. Jacob Marley. Right. And then like big long like kind of sleeve glow things happening. This and and she has like crazy dark makeup and she's all pale. It's totally amazing. Like her look here, yeah, her look. Here, it's like nightmare hot, but it's like I almost feel like Sleepy Hollow is going to try to like poach Mandy Line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Allison, you know, sees her and of course gasps, gasps and recoils, <laughs> like jumps away. Yeah. And Simone is just like, I know you told me to never leave the house with my face on, but as a corpse, this is the best I can do for your ice ball. But Allison, she's not going to be intimidated by her hallucinations. She's just like, this isn't real. So, like, like Mona looks over at young Allison and, like, ghost of Christmas bitches past Mona. She's, like, so unearthly in her movements. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And she's just like, you were quite the little pianist. And Allison says, is that me? And Mona looks at her and says, you don't remember? And Allison just kind of, like, timidly shakes her head no. Yeah, and Mona's like, it's not pretty, but you need to see it. And Allie's like, see what? And Mona's like, wait for it. And the girl's playing, and suddenly she hits, like, a dead key. You know, she hits it a few times. It's not making any noise. So she she opens up the top of the piano, and there's two wrapped presents inside. Yeah. Uh, so she takes them both out, and she carries them over to the couch. And, and like, Allie and Mona are, like, just watching this, like, older Allie and Mona. Well, you guys say the, the dead key, the sound is so creepy it, mm-hmm. on its own. But uh, the little girl, she's wearing, like, a red dress, like, a little white sweater and it's like silly and cute yeah she she sits down and she starts to open these packages and behind her we see mrs d coming into the room well as she's same opening them we see the, i mean they're they're boxes that are exactly the same size and shape mm-hmm. she opens both of them and there's like a yellow dress inside both of them i like that they continue the color yellow here yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah then as she's opening them both kind of younger jessica de Laurentiis walks in in like a christmasy outfit so twin theorists go insane yeah and she's like allison and young Allie says, I didn't mean to, but I found your hiding place. Did you and Daddy get me the same present? And Jessica says, I don't know what you mean. And she kind of walks around the couch, and Mona and Allie are just watching the background. And young Allison says, Daddy will think it's funny when I tell him. And Jessica says, there are not two dresses. And Allie's like, I think you need glasses. I'd say I like this little girl a lot better than the one from the first oh, the, Halloween special. The Hall- yeah, that, that other one was not a great actress. Um, uh, but yeah, young Allison's like, I think you need glasses. And Jessica's like, you only saw one dress. You found the present, one present. You opened it, and there was one dress. And young Allie's like, why, Mommy? And Jessica says, because I don't want Daddy to leave us. And he will if you tell him about the dresses. Oh, that's so hilarious and so fucked up. Well, you can almost like... I don't want Daddy to leave us. You can almost see something breaking deep inside this little girl. (laughs) Uh, And she's like, I'll say whatever you want me to. And Mrs. D's like, now tell me what happened. The real story. 
Yeah, and young Allie says, I was playing the piano. I looked inside of it and found one present, one yellow dress. And Jessica says, good, one more time. So young Allie says, I was playing the piano. I looked inside of it and found one present, one yellow dress. And now the, the kind of the audio fades out from Jessica and young Allie here as we go back to Mona and Allie watching. And Mona says, and the monster was born. This is like Allie's origin story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Allie says, uh, who's the other dress for? Was it Bethany? And Mona's just like, mm, it's not going to be that easy, bitch. Ghost mode is like just as much fun as a live Mona. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we didn't totally talk about the Bethany Young reveal in the last episode. Um, okay. So Jessica was like, I mean, Jessica got around, apparently. Apparently. Apparently, Kenneth DeLorente is not getting it done. Shocking. I guess the, the insinuation is that maybe Bethany Young is also a child of Jessica's and like a half-sister to Allie, perhaps. Well, so she would have had to have given birth after Jason was born. So yeah, it's like, how would you hide that? Ken and, and Jessica were married and together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you can hide your pregnancy for a few months. <laughs> At some point, though, yeah. you're going to get a little bit big and like a like a, like a little like living human parasite is going to pop out of you. I so. mean, I know people want Bethany Young to be the twin of Allie, but it doesn't it's, totally add up age-wise. No, it doesn't. And... You know, Allison, like in this episode, you're just not making it easier for those people who won't let that go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, this just spawned all sorts of theories about, I mean, they're, they're just playing with you. There's like twin theory, twin theory. Ha ha ha. There's two dresses. Yeah. Allie's, Allie's origin here. She's basically being taught to lie because she's like afraid of like her dad leaving her. Well, not just that though, that, that the literal embodiment of if you tell the lie enough and believe mm-hmm. it hard enough, it becomes your truth. Yeah. And you'll, um, you'll, and like, Allie seemingly forgot about this moment. And I just gotta say again about Andrea Parker, I always praise her. Like, she has that great voice, but she's got that great actor thing that you sometimes see a lot of, like, British actors, where it's like, she really makes every word feel very rich. Hmm. Um, so now in, in the present day, darkened dealer in this living room, Alice and I wakes up on the couch and something breaks. So she, like, looks over and sees that it's, like, one of, like, the yellow tree ornaments. One of those glass ball ornaments. It's, like, got blown off the tree by a gust of wind see i feel like like obviously yellow is her weakness color but i think mm-hmm. allison thinks it's like her power color no I, I think it's just her color yeah um so we cut to a, a cast a big leg cast and we see that uh written on this cast is here lie the broken bones of toby cabin <laughs> who do we think wrote that like spencer yeah, I don't know who the Hitchcock fan is. Don't and, they uh, like? Do they still do the plaster casts? Every I think time, so. I, I never had a broken leg. I've had a broken wrist a few times long ago, and they did the fiberglass. So I don't know. That sounds like fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So this is a, a great rear window reference. Um, just a reminder: Ezra has that Cornell Woolrich book. But well, so have this, you? This episode is just like, hey, we're gonna do rear window and a Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, and reference uh, how the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so have you been working on your Toby meets Jimmy Stewart impression? Uh, I wouldn't say I've been working on it, but you know, it's, it's so like... hold on. you go on vacation, you go to a strange city, you just walk the streets practicing your Holbrook impression, mm-hmm. which not your Toby meets Jimmy walking Stewart the streets of Vancouver practicing my Holbrook impression. I feel like uh, you should download some of Jimmy Stewart's poetry. Toby is Jimmy Stewart. I mean, I basically just have like the one line I always remember from, uh, uh, What's it called? Uh, it's a wonderful life. It would be like, oh, Spencer, Spencer, don't you know me? How's that? No? 
needs work. Um, okay. So we're sitting in Toby's, or Toby's sitting in a wheelchair in Spencer's room. He's looking out the window of the telescopic lens of his camera. Yeah, Toby suddenly has a giant ass camera. Let me tell you something. I feel about like it. this is like a stealth uh, tie into his life, love, beauty book. I was just gonna say, there's a lot of life, love, and beauty outside that window. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer's overdoing something. Well, in he's looking right into Allie's bedroom, which is slightly creepy. Well, because as we've been hard trained on the show to realize, like that's the only thing you can see out Spencer's window. <laughs> That and maybe a little bit whenever like Melissa and one of her boyfriends goes over to the barn. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like um, it was funny. I saw somebody complaining about this online, like the way the windows are all frosted up. Mm-hmm. It's very style. It's styled to like look kind of like. Wintry like, from like movies. Like wintry, but like 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 wholesome. like an exaggerated like cartoon version of it, you know, and like people are like, that's not how like windows really freeze in Philadelphia. But it's like, you know what? Shut up. Like, uh, I I feel like you know the governor of Phil or the governor of Pennsylvania will chime in and say that he doesn't really want Rosewood representing <laughs> real Pennsylvania. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like the the stylistic choices they make. Everything is just very kind of Hollywood wintry. Well, it's because that's good. that's what Rosewood is though. It's mm-hmm. the outside impression of a wholesome town that is right out of all of your favorite tropes, but it's also like a David Lynch nightmare. <laughs> um. So Spencer's over doing something in her closet area, and we hear her say, like, Allie made, a, like, hiding things into a game. And Toby's just like, you're out on a murder charge, Spencer. We see, like, the POV of him zooming in and out of, like, Allison's bedroom of his camera. Well, he can, we can see, see... He, can, he can see Allison's uh, bedroom. He can see, like, downstairs into the living room. Yeah. We can see that Spencer's, like, trying on an outfit of some sort. Um, Spencer's like, well, it's not she's a perfect like, plan, but it's all She's, like, got. over in the, the closet kind of hiding from Toby as she's getting dressed here. Yeah. Yeah. Um... She's putting together quite an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, uh, she says, I saw, I saw the look on my mom's face after we met with my lawyers last time. We've already lost. And Toby's like, it's not over yet. But hey, what if Allie leaves the dance early? And Spencer says she won't. Ari and Emily are going to find a reason to keep her there. And she well, says, they're, they're showing piecemeal, like the different parts of the outfit. I always like this. Like, you usually don't see this unless it's like, uh, Batman. Yeah, I was just like the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, especially <laughs> when he's like putting on the bat costume and like here's the bat nipples and here's the bat butt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Spencer's doing that with a Santa outfit of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so she says, she says, and you, and she kind of like peeks out from behind her closet. But you can't really see what she's wearing. She says, you will will be here to warn us if anything goes wrong. And Toby lowers his camera and frowns. He says, I thought everybody was splitting up on Christmas. And Spencer says, no, we're all going to catch up with our parents before the snow starts. And he's like, well, he sounds like you got it all figured out. And Spencer says, Toby, this might be my last Christmas, which is really ominous. And uh, he's just like Spencer. And then she's like, like real weary. Spencer like throws on her like Santa hat. They're like pushing down her. Well, like her mustering, grimness. mustering some holiday cheer, you know? Yeah. Um, and she, she finally, she says so. And she's like steps out around so that Toby can see her. And he turns around and kind of gasps and laughs and uh, major camera boner here. Oh, yeah, he's at the camera point straight up. He's like, uh, Keegan Allen also has like the look of unmitigated, like goofball joy on his mm-hmm. face. I, that's not an accident that he put the camera on his lap pointing straight up with a huge telephoto lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, he, you know, he's, he likes what he sees and we see, you know, Spencer or his perspective. Uh, Spencer is basically in like sexy Santa suit outfit, kind of like what they wore in Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, Mary Ho Ho, which is like a weird thing to say. I feel like they changed that line just for the hashtag. <laughs> um, so he, he nods his head, please. And he's just like, nice gesture. 
she seems happy and she's like oh thanks and then they bang well she's got like her hands on her hips like just looking like a total babe yeah mm-hmm. way better so, than a present meanwhile main street rosewood uh we pan over the snow shoes of downtown rosewood we're like in front of the church it's like the it's daytime uh there's a sign somehow up. this asshole pastor ted wilson is still running this church there's like a sign in front of the church, you know, where there was last that, uh, what was the one about the guilty? Like, if you're guilty, the world it's will. It's like throw or something. Yeah, like if you're guilty, the world will, like, hunt the you down and sodomize you. Or something. Yeah. yeah, so the sign out front says, Happy Birthday, Jesus, uh, from Pastor Ted Wilson. Uh, spoiler, Pastor Ted returns in 5B. Oh, um, really? People I hope are heading... it's to die. <laughs> I mean, just saying. So people are, are heading up the steps into the, the one church in Rosewood there. Inside the church, we see that Hannah is volunteering to hand out presents to kids. She's bright and glowing, dressed like an elf. <laughs> dressed like a, an elf and like green. So she says, elf. Merry Christmas, and hands out a present to one of I, Marlene King's sons. And then mm-hmm. she calls out for a little girl named Claire. Once we see that Claire's over a table, someone has to kind of alert Claire because Claire's deaf. When she comes up Claire's, to Hannah. Claire's a little nerdy. She's got glasses on. Yeah, and Claire informs her that she hasn't signed since Fat Camp. But because Hannah, Hannah mate, informs her. Yeah, yeah, Hannah tells her that because her, her bunkmate was deaf, so Hannah knows sign language, which is cool. And Hannah you know, signs Merry Christmas to Claire, gives her a present, Claire heads back to her seat. Caleb then comes over, looking like a real <laughs> idiot in his elf costume. Yeah, he's got like the like the kind of knee-high, like blue, uh, what is this, green and white striped socks. Yeah. Um, he looks like a big old dork. Yeah, he does. Uh, and they like baggy red pants, and he's he's pulling like a sack of I don't know presents or something with him. But he's like totally scowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hannah's like, "What's wrong?" And he says, "I'm pretty sure that some kid peed on me." Pretty sure? I think yeah. he'd know. And he says, and "That mean little girl. She keeps calling me dum dum." <laughs> and Hannah's like, "What mean little girl?" And Caleb says, "Allie's mini me." And he points out this girl. She's sitting on the table near the uh, the deaf girl Claire. Well, so like, what is Caleb's plan? Is he just gonna like go home, get on the computer? hack this little girl's life and maybe like flunk the second grade for her mm-hmm. yeah and he's like he points her out and he's like right there there she is i like how like there's something about mean girls where it's like no matter how old they are it still hurts you know yeah yeah especially for the guys so hannah sees a little girl she's at a table with four other girls behind claire she's like talking shit about claire and telling her well, little minions she's at a table with four other mini liars basically yeah she has her own liar doppelgangers i love that they keep doing this on the show and like mini like doppelganger allison says you know call her anything you want she can't hear you and hannah and caleb see this and hannah is like fuck that so she stomps over there demands that minnie allison and her minions come over to her and she's like i'm only gonna say this once you mess with claire you deal with me well they, they found a great actress to play like the kind of mini alley oh, yeah, character this, this here. girl is perfect she just kind of exudes like contempt and confidence like she just like you just you're like whoa like this chick's scary. she is such a little jerk i wanted to punch my laptop <laughs> <laughs> yeah well she even kind of has her hair styled like alley it's great yeah um, and yeah, so Hannah is just like basically like I'm gonna fuck your shit up, you, you know, mess with Claire. And Minnie Alley is just like I'm shaking with fear. And Hannah says, you know, you better start looking over your shoulder because you're making a lot of enemies. And in Rosewood, bitches get buried. Nice. It's the other four <laughs> girls that. are like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, Hannah Marin, not to be fucked with. <laughs> and Minnie Alley is like, this place blows. Let's get out of here. See, the last time that we saw one of I Mar- I Marlon King's sons, I think that Hannah had said something, and they were just like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to cut back to her son, <laughs> his reaction. Yeah. Uh, but Hannah tells the other four, you know, hey, you guys, you don't need a leader. You just need your, each other. And over by the door, like Minnie Allison is just like, I said, let's go. But these, like, four little PLO analogs, like, go and sit down by Claire instead. And Minnie Allison's like, losers, and she storms out. 
And this is when like Caleb comes back over and he's Isn't just Hannah like, just the best? Yeah, she's, she's like amazing. a avenging angel of like awesomeness after Mona well, died. I want to point out, Caleb just sat by and watched all this. He mm-hmm. comes over and he's like, well, I would say that you put the fear of Hannah in her. And Hannah watches Minnie Allison leave. And Hannah's like, well, Mona used to say, when someone shows who you, shows you who they are, believe them. I don't think people change, Caleb. They just get better at hiding it. Mean girls stay mean. I don't know if that's totally true because Hannah used to be a mean girl. Yeah. Also, Caleb is possibly covered in like a miner's urine. Yeah. And um, he's going to put his arm around uh, Hannah now and kind of get some on her. He's like... Do we get to keep these outfits? Do we get quickie breaks? Yeah. Also, well, he's spin-off? thinking like, damn, my girlfriend's fucking awesome. Yeah. Spinoff potential? Hannah Marin's Detective Academy for girls? I can see it. Yeah. The number one, like, Hannah Marin Detective Agency? I don't know. Uh, so after the commercial, meanwhile. <laughs> she always has to read the book about it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the high school. I think that was Amanda's idea, but it's genius. Yeah. Um, at the high school in the cafeteria, the residents of the Shady Days nursing home have been invited. Oh, is this the high school? Yeah, I, I, okay. I didn't realize from the preview scene a month ago, but rewatching it, yeah, they're just decorated. The yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because it says Welcome Shady Days Nursing Home, which is yeah. a wonderful name for a nursing home. Exactly, especially in Rosewood. The school is all Christmas stuff. I think you see some snow out on the tables in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. The choir here is singing to the old people. The choir consists of Paige, Emily, Lucas, Jenna, and Sydney, and some other people. And then a bunch of people behind them who don't matter. Uh, uh, Paige is wearing a Santa hat and a shirt that says, I always go overboard. That's so Paige. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucas is really getting into his caroling, and so is uh, Sydney there. And of course, Jenna thing over on like the right side just like looks like a like a snow witch. Yeah. The old people seem to be enjoying their Christmas carols, but I think they're probably just enjoying being alive still. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Satan's little helper, Arya Montgomery, is walking how, around offering them cookies. How much of an upset is it that Arya's not wearing a Santa hat in this episode? I know. Well, I, think I feel like we were robbed. I feel like it's belying her her sinister infernal nature. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, over at the refreshment table, there's Ezra dressed like he's a high school teacher again, <laughs> but he's not. Yeah, why is he there exactly? Yeah, why Zari's... the fuck is he there? <laughs> yeah, Arya walks back to the refreshment table with like the cookie tray she's been passing out, um, and Ezra is just lurking, and he says he's holding out like a little jewelry case, mm-hmm. and he says, "I know you wanted to keep it low key this holiday, but this is for tonight." And Ari's like, is it an anti-alley, or is it an alley decoder ring? And he kind of laughs, and she opens the case, and it's like this big, crazy, like, dangly diamond earrings. Mm-hmm. Kind of look like falling snow. Oh, yeah, like like diamond icicles. And then, like, some sort of, like, I don't know, is that a star pendant or just a bow? I don't know what that other thing is. I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't maybe know it's just that... a bow. Like some kind of, like, like, like Christmassy, clitoral decoration thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Arya says it's beautiful. How much does like look like they cost a fortune? Yeah, like yeah. is Ezra, like is is he taking the money from his mom again? Like how how is he funding himself? Did he ever actually stop? Was that all just a ruse? I remember, yeah, when he was poor as shit for a while. Mm-hmm. But was that wanna... just fake? Because you know he's like doing the whole book thing. I don't know. I, I just want to rewind for a minute to something you just said. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things in this day and age, a lot of adjectives you don't want to have yourself described as when you're near children, let alone of Ezra's you know history. Mm-hmm. And one of them is lurking. <laughs> but uh, Ezra is like, oh, and Mandy at the boutique said it might go well with this. And he pulls well, out a you, dress you box. skipped out the line where Arya's like, Ezra, they're beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Mandy line. Ezra pulls out this dress box, hands it to her, and she's like, all right, if this is low key, I'm afraid to ask what full on like <laughs> Christmas looks like at the Fitzgerald house. And Ezra's like, don't ask. It's like, <laughs> how many ponies can you get? And she's like, seriously? And he's like, no. And she's like, Ezra? And he's like, well, 
I got two ponies. Why only ask for one? Oh, yes, for one. It's like the writers are like, hey, let's see if we can transform this asshole into like just like this harmless ponce. Well, he's this adorably stunted, entitled, man-child pervert boyfriend. It's like they didn't know where to go with him after he was like this like evil, like kind of creepy stalker pedophile asshole. And so they're like, what if we just made him into a huge dork? Would that like would people like warm up to him again? Well, so but let's put this in the context, though. This whole outing here is about everyone at the high school doing charity and something nice for these this retirement home community. Ezra brings his girlfriend some fucking gifts he's going to give her right here. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. There's not like a better time or place for him to deliver these gifts to her. <laughs> he only asked for one pony. Um, but he's such an idiot, though, because not keeping that relationship a secret at all. Even, even like flaunting at the school where he used to teach at up until like two months ago. I don't know if we mentioned or not, he is wearing a Santa hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My prediction, though, is that maybe at the end of season five, Ezra buys and starts running the Rubendo Brew. Oh, I like it. Like, uh, like he basically becomes like Giles of the Magic. Can Shop. they start turn, uh, serving like booze there too? I mean, I think they already do. Maybe like yeah, at least they do to Ashley Marin. Yeah, yeah. There's a wine. There's a wine like thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Marin. We don't serve wine here. It's like I said, I wanted wine though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes the Bradbury is too far to drive to, or to you know, kind of mm-hmm. slur on the road to. Um. Meanwhile. Emily's like over talking to one of the old ladies. She's like wishing her Merry Christmas. It's like glad handing the old people. Yeah. Cindy comes over. Uh, ask Emily if she has Sydney. a minute. What did I say? You said Cindy. Oh, uh, Sydney. Sydney. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, all the life in Emily drains out and turns into <laughs> no. venom. Sydney's like, you got a minute? And Emily's just like. Rrr. I thought she was going to spit acid into Sydney's face. What do you want? And Sydney says, so it looks like you and Paige works things out. And Sydney's like kind of nodding and smiling, like trying to make it cool. And Emily's like, why doesn't Jenna come over here and talk to me? And, you know, she says, you don't have to be her eyes and ears. She can still hear, right? So it's been a month, but Emily just keeps upping her bitch game. Yeah. Jenna's nearby, like talking to old people. And Sydney says, Jenna's not a bad person. She's just too romantic. <laughs> no, she, she doesn't say that, but she should. Jenna's not a bad person. You just wouldn't know that because Allison convinced you that she's the enemy. She's just too romantic. Yeah, uh, it's just like, is that all? You know, the funny thing is, like, Jenna's over there talking to some old people. As far as Jenna knows. I mean, Jenna could be talking to the wall <laughs> while she knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sydney realizes that this is over. Well, like, it's like, you really don't want to get on Emily's bad side. She'll no, freeze you out. I guess we're just lucky, or Sydney's just lucky that like she hasn't been like drowned in this month that we haven't been with these characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, she says that she just wanted to wish Emily a Merry Christmas, you know. And then Emily's just like, yeah. And then Emily Fuck like off, walks bitch. away. She sees Paige's on the phone, so we hear Paige saying to somebody, it's "Like it's not what I want, it's what you want." And then she just hangs up on whoever she's talking to. So Emily like comes over and asks what's wrong, and Paige is like, "Nothing." I roll. My parents want me to move to, or come to California after Christmas. And Emily's like, well, that sounds like a fun winter break. And then Aria, Elf on the Shelf, pops over and is well, just yeah, like... The way this is framed, uh, it's it's kind of a close shot of Paige and, and Emily mm-hmm. uh, facing off. They're each on each side of the frame. And then Aria just kind of like appears in the middle of them yep. and says, look up. And uh, the camera pans up and we see there's mistletoe there. And then when the camera pans back down, like Aria's gone. Like It's like, did that even happen? Was that real? Yeah. What are you doing, Ari? You're just like walking around, like being weird. Yeah, yeah. Wanting, wanting two girls to kiss while the mm-hmm. old people are here. Um. So they, they, they. Did Ezra put her up to it? He's just like, Arya, this will be funny. And Arya's like, "What's funny about it?" And Ezra's like, "Huh, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, just do it." 
Do you want some more diamonds? Mm-hmm. Um, so there they kiss. And then we like cut over to Allison's house in her living room where it's kind of interesting framing where like now Allison is standing in between two people. Can't tell who they are at first. She's kind of like looking at them, admiring her work. And then she's just like, well, let's see how you look. At least well, her whole mood here is like just like right on the nice edge of like condescending. A little bit. She's a little pleased with herself, too. Uh, so they turn around from the mirror. We see that it's Cindy and Mindy, the gay Rons themselves. Basically, Allison's given them a makeover, put them in dresses, put some makeup on them, got rid of the glasses, gave them both big hair. I wouldn't call it big hair. I'd say it's styled hair. It's bigger than what they had going before. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, styled. I mean, they definitely look like they're all dolled up and like they pretty good looking. Yeah. They look Not that they weren't before, but. Right, they look cute. At least they seem stunned and pleased. Mm-hmm. And also, it's nice to just not see them in matching outfits because that's <laughs> creepy as shit. Yeah, these these chicks are creepy, and they they smile at each other so bright. And Allie's like, "Wow, it's a Christmas miracle," which is kind of bitchy. Yeah, they look ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rosewood at night, it's snowing. Uh, we're inside. Well, I like that we get we get the stock shot of Rosewood at night, but it's like it's snowing, and then there's like snow on the buildings. Yeah, I just wonder. Like, I'm pretty sure this is a stock shot. So did they go in there and like Photoshop and like? Make all the buildings look snowy. I'm guessing so. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, while you're like dressing up the credits, mm-hmm. <laughs> take care of this establishing shot for us. So we're inside the ice ball, which it looks Jesus. like frozen Hobbiton. It it I believe it's the same whatever the venue is. I believe it's the same space where the masquerade ball took place in um, season two at the end of season. You mean two. like diegetically? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Whatever, whatever they rented out, I mm-hmm. think it's that same space. Uh, it's lavishly decorated. There's like some of these costumes are nuts. There's like a There's crazy dress like Whoville. Yeah, well, no, it's a. It reminded me a lot of the costume party at the end of Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Mm, mm. Like, in fact, okay, so we'll get in a second, but um, there's like an elevated, like crazy, like light up dance floor that has columns around it. We pan well, the, over the dance floor is it appears to be made out of like giant ice cubes that light up. Right. We pan over as the four liars themselves turn around to face us. It's such an interesting shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, I just have to say, is in full va va mode. Yeah, whenever they have to put them in fancy dresses, it's like they can't hide Shane Mitchell's like supermodel figure anymore. Uh, we had joked before the episode aired when they had just released these promo shots of the girls in their dresses that it was interesting because you couldn't make out if Spencer was wearing the tracker bracelet around her ankle. Yeah, you can't see skirt. if she's got a, uh, a but, little ankle bracelet on. Do you have the image in front of you? Mm-hmm. Is it me, or does that couple directly over to the left of them look like Snow Demon Beethovens? Oh yeah, they they look like they're from Whoville. The, the, I, they both have like kind of bluish white paint on their faces to make them look all pale. I and then the expecting... dude has like a, like a Don King wig on or something. Uh, the chick has like a you know weird giant ass white wig. Like they're they're creepy and weird. I but and it's like they're all dressed in like fancy clothing except for like crazy hair and, and makeup on. Right, right. I kept expecting like Christopher Walken to show up. Yeah. Which just imagine Christopher Walken is Allison's dad. Whoa. I have no hope. Hey, uh, you have taken away my hope. I guess we should talk about the liars' outfits here. Yeah, sure. I mean, Arya's in like a silvery and white kind of like cupcake dress, I think is what that's called. Mm. Uh Emily's in like this fairly form fitting, like glittery white silvery thing. Mm-hmm. Spencer's in something kind of mint that just kind of hangs loosely. And, uh, I think I probably like Hannah's dress the best. It's, it's like pretty pure white, looks vaguely kind of bridalish. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a good look. I want to thank, just take this opportunity to thank all the people in the past week or two who have sent us various things to help us better identify. <laughs> 
women's fashion I almost or hairstyles. Feel like it's cheating, though. I think our our you know terrible inaccuracy is part of our manly charm. But quite possibly, but like as one person I think was Ren Hap sent us like the the shoe thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got like a hair uh, uh, hairstyle. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, like like seminar on mm-hmm. on, on the, the website the other day. I appreciate all of it. Um, I hope that some of it sticks. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, uh, Hannah says that she doesn't see Allison anywhere. And Arya says that she's probably like planning to make her grand entrance. And Emily says it'll be time to the perfect song. And Hannah reminds the liars and us that they can't leave until she gets here. And yeah, Spencer just so... kind of sighs and is like, I'm going to get my picture taken with Santa Claus and just like walks off. Yeah, the other liars mingle. mingle. Uh, we go over to Santa's workshop here, and Spencer's kind of looking around. Santa is uh, is actually Lucas, although it's kind of hard to tell if you didn't know that. Because, mm. I mean, he, it's like the full beard, and like he even has like pasted on like white eyebrows and everything. And like uh, the rosy cheeks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to tell if that's Lucas. Uh, Spencer comes and sits down on uh, Lucas's knee there. I, why is Lucas Santa also? Because he just was hoping that girls like Spencer would come and sit on his lap. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like it's like the yearbook thing. It's, it's this is what he hides behind, you know, because he's not comfortable going to dance by himself. Which is funny because probably being in Mona's army, with the exception of you know being Hannah's friend, is the only time that he ever actually belonged anywhere. Mm-hmm. Could be himself. You think maybe he could have swung something with Cindy or Mindy, or both? Sure. Um. So, I mean, Lucas, you really think Lucas is going to swing twins? But No, I don't. Um, yeah. So, what, by the way, one guy I saw there has like a tuxedo on, but the jacket is plaid. Um, so, uh, Spencer sits down, and she's just like, I think you know what I want for Christmas. And Lucas is like, and I think you'll know I'll do whatever I can to help you get it. And Spencer smiles for the photo. Spencer's like, really? Because I wanted Toby out of that cast so I could fuck him proper. <laughs> Lucas is like, never mind. <laughs> I was heading someplace different. <laughs> um Spencer smiles for the photo, and she's just like, Hannah and I are heading for her house the second Alec gets here. And then Lucas kind of hushed, says, uh, we'll make sure she stays here, Spencer. And she gets up, and Lucas says this, like, creepy Santa voice where it's like, well, it's like you've been a very good girl this year, Spencer. Well, like, what, what's happening here is, like, Spencer's ready to go, but, like, suddenly Lucas has, like, decided he's going to do a Santa act on her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Santa won't let you down. Ha, 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 ha. And, and Spencer just goes, Lucas. And he just, like, shuts down immediately. Well, she's basically just like, take it down a notch, you creep. <laughs> well, it's like he just immediately stops. She shuts down that nonsense so quickly. It's hilarious. She <laughs> says that, you know, Lucas Page said that Allie was building her own army. Be careful tonight. We can't trust anyone. So she leaves this guy to play Santa. Well, he looks fucking terrified now, as he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we see our three couples that can dance are dancing. There's Caleb with a blue tux on. Paige has like a white tux with a black shirt on. Well, Paige's tux is like this crazy, like white, like disco stew looking thing. Yeah. Kind of like flared legs and like black stripes down the pants. It's a pretty wild outfit. It is. It is. Um, I know a lot of people love it. I was just kind of amazed that the tux didn't come with John Travolta too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ezra's just in like a grayish silvery suit. Um, Boring. Yeah. So the, as the music starts to crescendo, I think we look. Caleb's like wearing like like Pete Campbell's suit from Mad Men. But like, uh, like glossy mm-hmm. um so as the music starts to crescendo like allison makes her entrance at the top of the stairs like a diva and matriarch on a soap opera well, i like how spencer is just like chilling by herself drinking champagne because she can't dance yeah yeah but yeah then Allie shows up at the top of the stairs flanked by four of her bit- new bitches mm-hmm. um who are all wearing kind of like 
lavender and like kind of seafoam dresses with like these like half moon masks over their heads. Yeah, it's kind of vaguely faces. like Phantom of the Opera. E. Yeah, and I mean if you're paying attention at all, you can tell who these people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Allie's in like a, kind of a darkish gray, super glittery thing. All these like angles and lines on it. All the uh, liars and their significant others like come forth to like make a wall to watch this. It's just hilarious to me that Allison's grand entrance is to a song called Fight Song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, like Eye of the Tiger was like two on the nose. <laughs> so they, her and her bitches all like walk down together. And, you know, they walk down the stairs and everybody's like stopping. You know, like Sony in the crowd is all, whoa, check it out. Yeah, Allison uh, looks so pleased. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, is, is come to watch the bell of the ball here descend. Mm. Um, as Allison gets to the bottom of the stairs and goes to talk to some other people, and the liars are just kind of all like, "Ugh." Hannah asks Caleb, "Who are these other girls?" Yeah, so like the oh, should we mention Allie walks past somebody in like a big giant like white cloak on with a hood over it, so we can't see who they are. Yeah, that okay. will be important. Like the exact opposite of Emperor Palpatine. Spencer mm-hmm. um, says to Hannah, "Like, let's get out of here while everyone's still basking in the glow of Allie." So they start to leave, and Caleb calls out to Hannah. He stops her and he he kisses her and tells her to. Be careful, which I love this gender reversal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Spencer and Hannah leave. They pass the person in the white cloak who watches them go. Then the camera like pushes in on white cloak as they turn to face us. And we go to commercial. And cut to black. Don't see who it is. Um, which, again, this is like a totally normal outfit, though, at this dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the commercial at the ice ball, Arya is watching Allison, not inconspicuously. Um, Alice starts to move to like one of the side areas where they have like little rooms like roped off with curtains and what have you. Well, Ali seems to like look around a little before she does it. Uh, seemingly doesn't notice Arya watching her, right? Because she looks a little nervous and she goes into like this. I think it's like the secret fountain room. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a secret fountain room. Is what it's called in the mm-hmm. uh, probably the script or whatever. But uh, yeah, well, there's a sign like near it that says secret fountain. Yeah, and uh, so Arya kind of follows and. We see inside there's somebody in a Santa suit. Yeah, or like through the curtains. Somebody kissing Allie. We can't see who it is. Um, well, Arya says out loud, "Who, who is, is that? that?" And then, like a truly, I can't believe person, I don't know who that is. Like a truly curious person, she then just walks away. <laughs> yeah, she walks away, comes to get Emily, and Arya's like, "Hey!" And Emily's just like, "Aren't you supposed to be on a watch?" And Arya's like, "Yeah, you need to see this." Emily's like keeping her duties, like keeping an eye on some of the minions. Mm-hmm. Um, but so also, Shay Mitchell looks so much taller than Arya here. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think because she is, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Arya's just like, I just saw Allie kissing Santa Claus, which is real dialogue from the show. Bravo. Bravo to the writers for giving Arya that line. I yeah. just saw Allie kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> and they run off. Um, so we cut to Allison. You're in this like darkened living room. Uh, totally like, scary dark house, yeah. Yeah. They just keep finding new ways to make her like home scary as shit so she's like sneaking off a flashlight then someone comes up behind her and touches her shoulder she gasps and freaks out oh, i like just that they, hannah i like that they put in like she's kind of like rubbing her arms like cold you know because she should be cold she's in like a you know s- sleeveless dress right uh yeah and then she jumps around because it's hannah she's like geez hannah do not sneak up on me like that and hannah says she's sorry and they kind of huddle together like breathing hard mm-hmm. and hannah says okay if we're the only ones here you know why are we whispering of course, she whispers when she says that, and Spencer's like, I don't know. And Hannah says, can we just talk in a normal voice? Because this is spooking me out. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, you know, you take the upstairs, I'll take the downstairs. And she gives Hannah, like, one of those, like, little floor plan maps that Mona drew. Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, okay, on a creepy scale, how high would you rate breaking into Allie's house? Ezra, point five. Yeah. Spencer says, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's 20. 
And we get some big like holiday Hannah face here as they split apart. Nice. Uh, so Ari and Emily get to that side room. It's empty now. And Ari's like, they were just here. And Emily's like, was it a guy you or You had girl? one fucking job, Ari. One yes, goddamn sure. job. Emily, slap her. And Emily's like, was it a guy or a girl? And Ari's like, a guy. And Emily's like, are you sure? And Ari's Ooh, like, yes. Emily's going to be pissed. Oh, yes, I'm sure. I definitely got a sense of male butt, LOL. Any sense of boobs. Um, so Emily says that she's going to take go take her photo of Santa Claus, and she heads off. Over by uh, Lucas Claus there. Uh, Lucas is actually a worse Santa Claus than even Tim Allen, I think. Um, but two of Ali's, like, mass minions are getting their photo of Santa, and Emily's just kind of, like, well, watching. Like, Do you see the two chicks in, like, these, like, reindeer outfits? Yeah, yeah. When, like, one of them is even holding up her her hands like like hooves you know she's doing like the i'm a i'm a reindeer pose i hope these like like i don't even know, like who these people would be who are taking these jobs like these college students or whatever i hope they got paid a fortune yeah and olgan lucas is just like come in closer to santa claus <laughs> merry christmas he's yeah, really working that voice yeah and lucas is just like she just narrows her eyes at this putz like no thank you yeah so Arya's like moving around the party on the lookout. Up ahead through the crowd of people, she sees someone dressed like Santa. She starts moving towards him. Then we can see like Ezra and Paige like heading off in one direction. And, but just, and uh, Caleb too. Yeah, they all walk away. Yeah, they're just like, so is this what it's normally like? Do we just get abandoned by they go and do it and have like real adventures? Mm-hmm. Um, so then someone puts a hand on Arya's shoulder from behind. She turns. It's Holbrook. It's Holbrook in a Santa suit. A half undone Santa outfit with Holbrook a Holbrook underneath. might be drunk. Might yeah. be half drunk. He he has this kind of like, kind of like he's swaying slightly, and he like he maybe he's leering because he's like the way he smiles like through one side of his mouth. Like I don't know what's going on with Holbrook here. Like uh, perhaps he has succumbed to uh, you know whatever's in the water in Rosewood. He looks sleazy as possible. I really wanted him to do that thing like he wipes his nose on his sleeve, and you see he's like holding like a uh, like Jack Daniel's bottle in one hand. <laughs> But he's just although the way he has his Santa suit like unzipped to the navel with like a wife beater underneath, it just looks like so sleazy. Yeah, just so you know that he's creepy. Yeah, he says you're on my list, Arya, and uh, Arya just narrows her eyes at him and he says the naughty one, (laughs) which like so creepy. Uh, And Holbrook says surprised to see you here, and Arya's like yeah, not as surprised as I am to see you. And he says it's a charity ball and giving back to my community. And Arya's like, I didn't realize Rosewood was your community, which is a good point that I think we brought up before. Like, why is he still here? Where does he live? Uh, and I, I love the uh, Arya delivers that line. It's like really low, like croaky voice. She's like, I didn't realize Rosewood was your community. He smiles. He likes it. Yeah. And he says, this town has a lot to offer. It's starting to grow on me. He likes that young puss. Mm-hmm. And Arya says, that's spoken like a guy who maybe met a girl that he likes. I love the cadence of that. It's like Arya's like back in the film noir episode. Yeah, I I really like Arya and Holbrook together. I don't mean like romantically or anything, but like these two in a scene, they work together. There's something about the kind of like lecherous quality that Holbrook suddenly is displaying and like Arya's like kind of pushing against it. It works. Uh, so yeah, where are we at? Uh, Holbrook says, uh, you know, what brings you out tonight, Arya? And Arya says, same as you. It feels good to give back. <laughs> and Holbrook says, I don't know why I have such a hard time believing you. And Arya is like eye roll vomit. Such a wonderful interaction, and it's 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 like is he is he shaking her down? Is he just being sleazy? Like I think he's, he's flirting. It feels like that, yeah. But it's I don't know. It's like you never know with Holbrook. He's like I became a detective for two reasons. 
they're both the same reason. That mm-hmm. as a cop, questioning and flirting with teenage girls is the same thing. Oh, it, we should mention. So, you know, we didn't see who Allie was kissing. And so it's like, maybe it was Holbrook, maybe it wasn't. But there's like publicity stills out there. Yeah. Where it's like Allie's kissing Holbrook. So I'm pretty sure that was Holbrook, unless it's, this is all some massive misdirect by like the PR team. Well, it just seems so weird that that's how you'd find out, since the episode does a good job of not confirming that. Yeah, I know. It's strange because they, they keep it ambiguous in the episode, but then in the PR photos, it's like, oh yeah, there's Allie kissing Holbrook. And I really liked it as ambiguous, because it gives you a lot of options where to go. Well, it makes you wonder about that scene in the last episode where he came over to her house. Yeah, yeah. He wanted exactly. to ask her a question in person. Well, and he's like, the question I wanted to ask you is, Will you go out with me? <laughs> Do you like uh, crime fiction too? Yeah, it's like, plus you have that, that time jump of one month. It really gives you a lot to like what's happened in this mm-hmm. town since then. Um, so Arya says, you know, my boyfriend's probably looking for me. I love the way says, she says that. Like she's, yeah. she's had enough. Yeah. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend's probably looking for me. And he says, yeah, that's a pretty dress. Tell Ezra, I think he has good taste. Which, does that mean because like he's dating Allie too now? Like, is that some sort of weird like bro high five? Well, so I don't know why this occurred to me, but I didn't see a lot of Gilmore Girls. But mm-hmm. I know towards the end of the show, there's a scene where the two loves of Lorelai Gilmore. One is like Rory Gilmore's father, who she started dating again after she dumped the like cafe owner or whatever. Wait, they what? get she starts dating the She's cafe. She's dating her father? No, not the cat, not their father. The guy who runs like the coffee shop in town, the blue collar coffee shop guy. Okay. Anyways, so these two guys get in a fight over her around Christmas. It's like in the town square at night with no one around. And it's like a real man fight with like two out of shape dudes, like just <laughs> knocking each other around and being out of breath. I really want Holbrook and Ezra to get into that fight over Arya. I can dig that. Like oh. every time they punch each other, they then have to like do that thing when they wave their hand around because it's probably broken. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That, that would be, I, I mean, has, can Ezra even throw a punch? That's what would make it even better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like Holbrook would kick his ass. No oh, probably. <laughs> so, on the bridge over the ice. Well, the, the the way that scene ends there is great because um, he's like, tell Ezra he has good taste. And then he, he kind of like saunters away, but he does it where he's kind of like backing up and just staring at Arya for a few seconds before he turns around. Like you wanted to trip over something backwards? Well, it's like he just, he, he did that in the last episode too, when he talked to Arya at Rad, at Radley, he, the way he like, he always holds her gaze for a moment as he walks away and then turns around. Like, it's like he's just saying, like, I don't trust you or I don't believe you, you know? But it's also, it's something, I don't know, there's, I, I feel like it's not quite necessarily flirting, but it's a little bit it's in the arena. It's kind of like an expression of dominance almost. You know, like I'm staring you down as I go. Yeah, but I think he's he's trying to, like, initiate the game with her, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's not just to be menacing. I don't well, think... Well, Arya just kind of, like... That. Arya just narrows her eyes after him, perhaps intrigued by his impertinence. Well, the thing is, it's like, I, I can't speak to whether or not he's creepier than Wilden. He's definitely more intriguing than Wilden. I guess so. I mean, I, I mean, Wilden as, as a character was, like, a huge jerk, but I do miss that character... Just because he was, it was always fun when Wilden would show up to like make the liar's lives difficult, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, because, and they just detested him so mm-hmm. much. Um, so on the bridge over the, at the ice ball, uh, Paige is meeting up with Caleb and Ezra. And Paige is like checking her phone, reporting that Ari and Emily lost Allison. But Ezra, but, like, don't you think like money should change hands at that point? Oh, yeah. Well, Paige is like, yeah, Ari and Emily already lost Allison. But and, Ezra like, Caleb spies, just hands Ezra five. Ezra spies of his long range pedovision. He's like, well. <laughs> I think I just found her. And then we see I'm that. Picking Allison. it up. <laughs> Across <laughs> Allison, the room. 
<laughs> Allison is walking into the Winter Wonderland maze, which, oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, so she heads into this maze. It's like the hedge maze from The Shining, but like run through a Pinterest filter. With like uh, little white Christmas lights everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. And uh, like, empty like, white picture frames. White picture frames, yeah, they're empty. Uh, sculptures. Uh, this must have caused the, the mirror of Irisid. Yeah. Uh, Allison's like moved through the maze, but she's not the only one. So is White Cloak. Uh, she's looking around, then she sees like a frosted mirror that she looks into, and we notice that White Cloak is standing right behind her. What does Allie see when she looks into the mirror of Irisid? I can say, but it's all filthy. Okay. Um, so she turns when she sees it. She's not alone. White Cloak steps forward. Well, she, forward. Doesn't, she doesn't seem alarmed. She she just kind of turns she and smiles. She seems kind of pleased. White yeah. Cloak steps forward, removes their hood. It's C.C. Drake. Oh, shit. Dressed as Kesha. Oh, shit. Well, she's got like, like silvery glitter makeup around her eyes. She looks like she's going to, I guess like Kesha, like she's going to be a backup singer for Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the commercial, we see Well, C.C. Like, says Merry Christmas, Allie, and they both like, smile very warmly at each other. And then they kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, after the commercial, Ellie's like standing up on the stairs, like watching the ice ball. Uh, especially the two, the two of the Allison minions, two like brunettes and masks on. Emily looks like Batman here, like glamorous 1930s movie <laughs> idol Batman. Batman, he's falling out of her dress up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two minions like head into like this, one of those like side rooms. Um, and it looks like like one is leading the other, and so one of the minions like looks over, sees Emily. So Emily decides to follow. Well, like, the way this minion looks over, it's very clearly like I'm making contact, eye contact with you, Emily. Now I'm gonna walk in here. I hope you follow me. Like, it seems pretty obvious that this minion wants to be followed. Yeah, yeah, or at least is very aware that Emily will mm-hmm. do that. Um, it's probably the same room where Allison's making up Holbrook. So Emily it is, yeah, it's up. a secret fountain room. Um, so just it, we see just one of the minions like sitting on the couch looking for, and the other shows up behind Emily and says, "You don't need to be afraid." Now, why do you think she did that? She was like waiting for Emily to walk in and then like swoop around behind her. Well, she removes her mask. It's Sydney. I almost wanted Emily's reflex to be just a punch her in the jaw. Well, Emily gasped. Pow! Emily gasped, but it's like, dude, it was totally obvious that was Sydney the whole time. Like, how could you not tell? Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there. Sydney looks uh, lovely, by the way. She does. She looks glorious. Or gorgeous. gorgeous. She some serious glorious. <laughs> some serious uh, like uh, eyelash game going on. Yeah. Um. So it's Sydney. She says, you know, I, I led you here because I didn't want Allison to see us talking. So Emily like watches her as like Sydney goes back over to the other me inside. And Emily's like, you really get around, Sydney. And she looks like she's going to punch her through a window. <laughs> yeah. She's like, does Jenna know that you're with Allie now? And then the other minion removes her mask. And it's the Jenna thing. Because it's obviously the Jenna thing. That's why Sydney was leading this one around the whole time by her arm because she's blind. Yeah. Uh, and Allie, like, gasps, or Emily gasps again. You know, she can't believe it's Jenna. So Jenna just says to, well, she doesn't even know what direction to say this <laughs> yeah, to. She's but just she's like, facing a direction. She says, when I first moved to Rosewood, Allison offered to be my friend. I made the mistake of saying no. <laughs> When I when she asked this time, I gave her the right answer. Jenna's story might be the saddest in all of PLL, yeah, except yeah. for the part when she was raping her older stepbrother. Yeah, Sydney says, "I promise you, we're not the enemy." And Emily says, "No, you're just sleeping with the enemy." And Sydney's all, "I'm not gay, Emily," which like no one on the internet believes you, Sydney. Yeah, like everyone is just like lies. Well, Emily's just like, "That's not what I meant, you idiot." Um, so, <laughs> and also, I will turn you gay. Yeah, Jenna's like, "Look, and does someone if Jenna hasn't already?" Gay, yeah. So someone puts Allie away, we're doing what we had to survive. I'm sure that you and your friends understand that. And like Emily ponders that and then kind of softens a bit. And Emily's just like, we think she killed Mona. And Sydney says, we do too. And then gets some Emily face. It's kind of funny is that uh, in my notes, I had mistyped it as, I promise you, we're not the Emily. <laughs> but yeah. I like that this show on one level is becoming about rival girl gangs. Oh, I know. It's great. 
Well, and it, you get the feeling that Sydney and Jenna could like switch sides at, at any moment to any side. You could say that you, again. Wait. You can't trust these chicks. Well, I think we're all waiting for Sydney to switch sides, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the maze. Yeah, Allie's getting uh, she's getting a gift from Cece. Cece gives her like kind of like this gray velvet bag, and Allie opens it up, and there's a little bottle of fragrance inside that says Allison on it. And Allie's like, Allison? And Cece says, there's this shop in La Marais that helps you make your own fragrance. Uh, it's a tiny store. I spent the entire day there. The owner gets you talking, and the next thing you know, he's created a scent that's perfect for the person you're telling him about. Cece's Which so just, proud of her gift. Insert joke about what the uh, oud Alley would smell like. So according to PLL Annotation. Secrets and fear. PLL Annotation says, this one, this one smells like a baby prostitute. <laughs> um, the, the, the color of the liquid looks like diseased urine. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, did they? How did they get it to say Allison on the bottle? That's pretty nice. Uh, nice production. I wonder how much that would cost. Let's all go to France and find like. Out. What if it smelled terrible though? You know, and I'm you're sure. like, are you required to wear that because your friend gave it to you? She's like, honestly, this smells like a rotting corpse. I think there was a plotline in New Girl where Schmidt makes a, a perfume oh, yeah. for the girl, and it's like smells horrendous. <laughs> Um, so Allison's just like, thank you. Like, not just for the perfume, but for coming to see me. And Cece's Even like, though you're a wanted international fugitive cop killer. Yeah, since you're basically Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> Cece's like, when you lose someone, the first Christmas is always the hardest. You know, and Allison mm. says that she thinks her mom is still looking out for her. Cece says that she's sure she is. And Allison says, I had a dream about her the other night. She came to warn me about Mona. So before we get to the next bit, Cece has apparently lost someone. Maybe that's a little bit of Cece's backstory there that we'll get more of. Hmm. When you lose someone, your first Christmas is always the hardest. Now, because what is Cece's motivation in all this? You know, I don't. I would think just for the nature of the show itself. I know a lot of people want it to be. I know we've had hints of that that Allison is like a minion of Cece mm-hmm. and Cece's Uber A and all that stuff. Yeah. Ultimately, I want it to be revealed that Cece is obsessed with Allison. That's how I think it should be. I, I think that's how it is. Yeah, but because Allie. Cece seems subordinate to Allie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, let me ask you this, though. Wouldn't, if Bethany Ann was still alive, would she be Cece's age? I don't believe so, no. Because okay. Cece went to college and got kicked out. I, that seems a little too old for Bethany like, Young. That's right. She'd be, she'd be the same Bethany age. Young would be like 19 right now. Cece seems older than that. That's right. She'd be the same age as like Jason and Melissa. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so well, yeah, so Cece says, Mona can't hurt you anymore. You know that. And Allie kind of frowns, like, fearful. And Cece says, you can't let your guard down, Allie. Your ex-friends are here tonight. And I don't think they came to say Merry Christmas. And Allison's like, oh, really? And Allie looks a little scared. So Mona can't hurt you anymore. I mean, it's the it's, at the surface level, we're implying that, like, somehow, like, Cece or, or Allie was, like, involved in Mona's death, but maybe not. They know something. Uh, well, I, mean, I guess the, the the popular theory would be that Cece killed Mona for Allie. Well, like she for, killed Wilden. For anyone who's coming up with theories about Cece's line here, I would remind the world that Holbrook did walk out five minutes after he got there and say to five reporters, "We're ruling this a homicide. <laughs> Mona Vanderall's been murdered." So well, we'll get Cece to that might have bit, just though. picked up a newspaper and assumed that. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, cut to inside house. Allison's house, where Hannah's like looking around Allison's bedroom in the dark of a flashlight. Very cool shot because we we see her in the mirror first, 
uh, yeah. looking at this map and it almost looks like she almost looks like a ghost because you only see like the white parts of her dress and face. What I think it's the funny thing is the mirror play it's you know it's not just Allison who gets a lot of mirror play, but it's like a lot of times it happens in Allison's room. That vanity especially gets like, a lot of play. The mirror, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many like literal metaphors there that you have to look into this mirror into the past through this three vanity. Faces. Yeah. yeah. Um. So over in Spencer's room, though, we see Toby is watching this through his camera. LOL. <laughs> Doing the rear window thing. And then Raymond Burr attacks Hannah. Yeah. Um. So in Allison's bedroom, Hannah has the map. She goes and gets Tippy the Bird's empty cage. We miss you, <laughs> Tippy. Uh, I, Tippy needs a return at some point. I feel like they're they're just teasing us right now. Can I put forth the theory that Tippy does return at the end of this episode? Okay. Um. So she oh, what if well, you know what they need to do would be a cool plot line is if Tippy came back like Tippy escaped mm-hmm. and like then had some new clue to repeat that something that she heard A saying. I would love that. I would love if like Spencer keeps waking up in the middle of the night either in her bedroom or her cell. And like Tippy's there on the windowsill, like telling her things. Mm-hmm. Spencer, follow the money. And he flies away, and no one believes Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, she's got the map. She gets Tippy the bird's empty cage, and you know, opens the cage, looks inside. Then she kind of spins. I the love cage this around. shot of uh, her looking into the cage mm-hmm. with the kind of bars of the cage, like the shadows are on her face. It's very cool. Would you say that the uh, caged missing clue bird sings for Hannah? Oh, yeah. Um, so she spins the cage around, like undoes the latch on the side, and then removes the cage from its false bottom. And Toby is intently well, watching this through his camera, and it's like, what did well, you find, Hannah? Meanwhile, uh, yeah, in, in Toby's area, because Hannah finds like a secret compartment in the base of this uh, uh, cage with like a passport inside. Toby's mm-hmm. watching this all through his lens. In the background, his favorite channel is on, the weather channel. To... To recap, Arya only watches the Film Noir channel. Mm-hmm. Spencer watches the Film Noir channel and occasionally 24-hour murder news. Toby only ever watches the fucking weather. Toby's so- like, yeah, my girlfriend's out at a dance without me and I'm stuck in a wheelchair, but my favorite channel's on again. Yeah. It's the weather channel. He's like, you guys, the best thing about the weather channel is it's always on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we find out from the news there that if the weather picks up, there could be blizzard conditions on this blustery Christmas Eve. Yeah, but don't worry, kids. Yeah. Santa has Rudolph to navigate his sleigh. Did you see in the little, there's like a, a little logo that says like nine news at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the logo fades away and there's like a Christmas tree and Santa. And Santa like leans out from behind the Christmas tree and does the shusher move. Oh, cool. It's so weird. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why they put that in there, but it's it's kind of funny. Good for you guys. Um, So in Allison's living room, we see Spencer like sitting on the floor, going through like newspaper clippings of personal ads where the messages are circled in red. Kind of comes- like when uh, when Mona and Allie were communicating back in like like S2E23 or 24. You remember that whole, whole deal where they communicated in classifieds. And Spencer will tell us that again in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, So Hannah comes downstairs and interrupts her. Uh, kind of scares Spencer, but Hannah's like, does the name Holly Varjak mean anything to you? And she has Allie's passport in her hand. Yeah, she says if Allie's got town in a hurry, she's ready to go. Well, Ask she, Holly Varjak. At, at first, she can't get Spencer's attention, so she has to get her, you know, hey. Uh, and she said, yeah, Holly Varjak. Uh, so she hands Spencer the passport, and we see it's another fake Allie passport. Mm-hmm. The photo here, I love this. Uh, Allie, it's a picture of Allie, but she's done up with like hair and eyebrows and makeup to look like Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a great detail that like not only does she have a passport based on Holly Golightly, but that her picture in it is just like a Holly Golightly clone picture. And as if you don't get that, Spencer laughs and she says, oh, she's writing her happy ending. And Hannah's like, to what? 
And Spencer's like, Breakfast at Tiffany's, probably the movie, not the book, which, LOL. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people who get that, get that. And Spencer's like, Ezra always says that she was his Holly Golightly. And Paul Varjak was the guy who convinced Holly that it was okay to be loved. So in Ali's manic mind, they got married, which is, I think, a very meta comment about PLL's fandom. Well, and it's such a wonderful announce- analysis by Spencer, like, for the viewers. Because I, I feel like that mention about the uh, the movie, not the book, was because when... The book and the movie are very different. Well, and, and when 424 came out and the Holly Golightly references were there, like, some people didn't get that and then other people on like the forums had to explain like no if you've read the book holly golightly is like a different character and it's more like this you know and then and then of course ezra would be referencing the book not the the movie mm-hmm. um and so now it's that like spencer's here to like explain this reference to everyone in case they didn't get it you know and so hannah's just like how do you fit all that information into your one head so spencer picks up like newspaper clippings then one of the notes is circled is you know where to find me so hannah asks what these are and ali says Allie was talking to somebody through the personal ads, like she did of Mona back when, back when Mona was A, and Hannah's just like, "Who boy?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, at the ice ball. There's like a the, phone number there on that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll come up later. At the ice ball, we have the B Squad meetup. Yeah, the uh, the liars and their SOs are huddling up, and Paige says, "If Allie was kissing Holbrook, that would explain a lot," which it would. Uh, Caleb says, yeah, like why Spencer's about to go on trial for murder while Allie's weaving her way through Winter Wonderland. So Ezra is like staring off at something, doing some hard thinking, which, uh, don't worry, kids. Pedo P.I. is on the case. And Arya's like, Ezra, what is it? Ezra Ezra, says, what is it? Well, if Holbrook is helping Allie, then I want to know when it started. He's like looking over at Holbrook, who's at a table, and he looks like he's like hitting on one of Allie's like sitting minions. That's that's Sydney. Yeah, okay. He looks like he's about to fall over. Well, he's got, um... He's he's fully un, unzipped now, so he's you know he's got like <laughs> yeah he took it out. <laughs> he's he's got you know the Santa coat on, but it's totally unzipped, and he just has this like tight white feeder on underneath. He's holding a glass of champagne, like a flute of champagne, and he totally looks like he's kind of like swaying and looming and hitting on a Sydney there. Yeah, I would have loved to have just like gotten to see what's going on in that scene, or for him to just like pass out and pee himself. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he he looks like he's trashed, you know. It's like it's yeah. like Holbrook's like party boy Holbrook now. Yeah, but Ezra here is like, I like the cut of his jib. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie remembers something though, and she's like, Oh my god! I promised Ali I wouldn't tell because I thought I was protecting everyone. But Cece showed up in New York that night. Ali helped her get out of the country. And Ezra's like, You think Holbrook was in on it? Oh, I'm sorry. Ezra says, I can't believe you think <laughs> Holbrook was in on it. But Ellie's like, I think he helped Cece escape. Uh, but he did it for Allie, which I would disagree. Well, so, but I mean, the the theory there, which is is an interesting one, it could be true, is that if possibly Holbrook was like working with Allie the whole time, he helped Cece get away. Um, he helps like you know cover up her story as much as she could about the kidnapping thing. Um, he's the one who like made sure that Spencer got arrested instead of Allie. I don't think so. I think I don't think so either. The the genuine confusion he has during her bullshit story in, in five five oh two. Well, I think a lot of that comes from when he first got Allie on the phone in five oh one and he's like, Allie? People are like, Oh my god, he recognizes her voice yeah, or something. I, I think people are just grasping at yeah. there. But um Caleb looks over, sees Allison walking to the ice ball with white cloak, and he says, Looks like Allie made a friend. So Ezra knows that Holbrook is intently following them, and Caleb, you know, barks out, You guys follow Allie. We got Santa. He gives Ezra this, like, you're with me gesture. <laughs> uh, yeah, posse Paige, up. 
Yeah, Paige announces she'll go grab Lucas and everyone well, it's, purposes. It's interesting because we see Holbrook, he's, you know, he's walking away. He seems to be striding with a purpose now, like his posture is a little straighter. Pedal swagger. Well, it kind of makes you wonder, like, was this all an act? Because he is theoretically supposed to be searching for Wilden's killer. Right. Which is Cece. Because, uh, like, suddenly he looks a little more together than, like, when we saw him, like, you know, just a few shots ago. So, so flashback to, like, this month, you know, time jump, and he's hmm. just like, you're telling me you want me to sleep with a high school student to catch a murderer? When in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Ezra and Caleb, like, walk over to him, and Ezra's just like, Detective Holbrook, can I have a word with you for a second? Like, what the fuck is Ezra going <laughs> to pretend to talk to Holbrook about? Holbrook's like, sure. Like, Ezra's going to be like, hey, smell my finger. Um, I feel like Ezra and Holbrook could maybe bro down. And then, like, He's like, the thing about it is, Ezra, you're kind of a putz. <laughs> so Ari and Emily then walk right past them. And these guys, this group, they really think that Ezra, uh, Holbrook's a fucking idiot. Yeah, I know. Like, well, and that's the thing, because I don't, Holbrook, he may be like a lecherous sleazebag, but he's not dumb. You know? Right, right. Um, so he has to see them go. But so Ari and Emily are intently following Alice in a white cloak. And this is again where I thought that we were in the same, like, same venue as the Masquerade mm. Ball in season two. But so they end up in this like, kind of like back area, this like industrial staging area, whatever, still following. It's like uh, the, yeah, the back hallways and whatnot, spoiler, their decorations. That's, that's not even remotely Sasha Pieteris's body. Okay. Um, like, like the person in the Allison, mm-hmm. you know, outfit. So the hair looks the same, but yeah, the yeah, looks the other person. Stuff. But yeah. yeah, Ari and Emily like keep moving after them. And then suddenly, at the other end of the hallway, Lucas's Santa and Paige pop in front of Allison in a white cloak. <laughs> they look, they give each other is hilarious. <laughs> well, they they pop in front, like you know, like blocking off the uh, presumably Allie and Cece here from escaping. Uh, and then they just like both stare at each other, like what the fuck? Yeah. But Ari and Emily are going to get tough. And Ari's just like, you leaving your own party, Allie? And Emily's like, what's the rush? And White Cloak and Allison turn <laughs> I love that they say them. that. You know, they're like all badass. Yeah, like they're tough cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Cloak and Allison turn on the face of them. They're wearing Allison masks and blonde mm-hmm. wigs. And mm-hmm. Emily's like, Allison? They remove the mask. Nope. It's Cindy and Mindy. And the, Cindy and Mindy both just like smile super creepy at them. I like that you've never. Have these, have Cindy or Mindy said a single word on the show? I know. And as I was to say, I think like they have like creepy fucking voices. Like, you've been had. Well, it's something. like you don't want to hear them at this point, you know? No, no. I, yeah, you're absolutely right. The only thing I want to see them do with their mouths is like maybe like shoot blow darts at people. <laughs> uh, so then Ari and Emily like look at each other and well, I so, I so wanted Lucy Hell to yell, we've been had. <laughs> well, it's, they're so creepy. Uh, everyone's freaked out and it's like, we knew that Allie wanted masks for her friends to wear. Like, was this why? So they could play weird decoy games. Yeah. Stage elaborate escapes. Where because from the I mean they're wearing Allie's and Cece's clothing, so somehow they did like a switcheroo at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we go back to Allie's house. Uh, I mean, like, so I know that you you defend Alice into your dying day and her uh-huh. tactics and whatever, what have you. But I think it's partly because, like, a lot of PLO fans, you consider yourself to be a lot like her. But, like, would you sign up to be one of her followers? Hold that thought and let me make a note because we got a good question about something similar to that. So let's talk about that at the end of the episode. Okay. Okay. So after the commercial, we're in Allison's house. Uh, Spencer's, like, looking around at a picture frame and she hears, like, the, uh, or behind a picture frame, she hears a door shut. She spins around nervous. Hannah is, I think, up in the attic. Um, 
she flips on which reminded me that Black Christmas is one of my favorite ho- or Christmas horror movies. She flips on one of those like hanging light bulb things, which I always love. Starts looking through stuff. She starts to open a trunk, but like stops and consults her map. Then she like goes. I like to the other map box. here. Um, the map it has like kind of stuff pointed out. It says like hollow wall, you know, Allie's trunk, uh, perfume box, key to Allie's trunk. Yeah, I love that she has to go to another box to get the key to the trunk. Honestly, mm-hmm. all of this could go into the PLO video game. Oh yeah. So she undoes the padlock, opens the trunk, and inside. <laughs> inside, there's some other stuff like a big foam finger and a lacrosse uh, stick. But then there's a, a big certificate for excellence in archery from a summer camp that Allie went to. Katniss so, de Laurentis. So just FYI, like, Allie is, like, good with a bow. She's mm-hmm. basically Katniss. Yeah. That needs of- to come back. That's a Chekhov's gun right there. We need to see Allie use a bow and arrow. Just go full on Hawkeye. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of clothes, like an old tape player. Hannah pulls it out, presses. Did you imagine if she like like shot Ezra's like hand or something against the wall? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, I love it. Um, it's like you shot me. So Hannah pulls out the tape player, presses play. On the tape, it's Allison's voice saying, "Get out of my stuff, or I'll kill you." And <laughs> Hannah just gasps and shuts the trunk. Hannah's <laughs> just like, "Nope." Never mind. Wasn't this, interested in this trunk anyway. This is my favorite Hannah moment of all time. <laughs> of all well, it's time. It's such an Allie move, you know? Like, Allie would totally just have a, a tape recorder waiting to scare the shit out of somebody who got into her stuff. And she found somebody that would mm-hmm. work on perfectly. So Hannah, like, consults the map, like, where next? Um, so Spencer's room, Toby's, like, looking through his camera up in the attic, whatever. He's just like, where are you, Hannah? His phone goes off. It's Caleb. And it's Toby, his bro. So wouldn't it like shouldn't I feel like we were robbed of like a a special ringtone that Toby has for Caleb? Whoa. What would that ringtone be? Uh, Nothing's going to stop us now by Starship. You're not going to believe this would have the same thing written down. Nailed it. Um, So Toby answers with uh, uh, what's wrong. (laughs) Caleb's like, we think Allie left. (laughs) What's wrong, Toby? What's wrong, Caleb? (laughs) (laughs) We tried calling Anna, but she's not picking up. And Tony's sighs. He's just like, damn it. Damn it. It's like he's Caleb, Jack Bauer. Yeah, Caleb's like, run away. They hang up. Toby looks through his camera again, and there's Hannah through one of the uh, windows. And Toby's Hannah, just like, you've got to get out of there. Toby's brow has a lot of acting over that camera. It's like the hand acting is retired temporarily for this episode. Well, they're like, hey, Keegan Allen, we're, uh, you're just going to be stuck in that chair through the whole episode. Hope you don't mind. Work, work on your brow game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Toby like looks like through one of the downstairs windows, and oh, shit, there's Black Hoodie A. Yeah, and A is, like, seemingly staring up at Toby. Yeah. Um, It has a mask on, so we can't see their face or anything, but A's looking up at them, and then we cut inside of Allie's house, and A turns around and has a big-ass, like, chef's knife in hand. Mm-hmm. And this is a really cool shot, because it kind of pans over, and we see Spencer, kind of, presumably after she heard that noise, she went and hid. Spencer's, like, hiding behind the couch, like, between the couch and the wall. She's, like, cowering down, uh... This is like a really creepy moment. It feels like like she's in real danger, you know. Yeah, well, she because she seems generally like terrified. Oh, and it, A is like so close with that knife, you know. Well, like, and Spencer's like just right behind a couch. A lot of people don't get like like the it's not quite like girlfriend in the refrigerator thing, but like mm-hmm. killing Mona really like up the game. That yeah. Spencer should be scared shitless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A straight up murdered Mona. Um. So up in the attic, Hannah's like tearing through the insulation or whatever, and she finds well, a jack in a box. She's like cutting open like part of this unfinished wall here, yeah. And she finds like, a jack in the box. And meanwhile, Toby is uh he's looking for her, but he can't see her through the window, and he's like, Where did you go? Brow start, work. Starts to panic. He starts like thinking of a plan. 
Um, so the attic, Hannah's like turning the, the thing on the jack and box, the thing on the side. It starts making this creepy tune. The thing pops out and scares her, of course. And then she <laughs> looks to the side and it says Mad Hatter. Did you jump when the thing popped out? Um, you know, I think I actually did the second time. I mean, it's hard not to, even though you know it's coming, you know? Yeah. Um, she looks over and sees like a, like a stack of hat boxes. And it occurs to her. This oh. whole thing where it's just like Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. And like looks at a hat box. And it's like, that's where I need to search. The haberdashery is a clue. This makes mm. perfect sense in the Hannah detective story. Yeah. Um, so like downstairs, like Spencer's still hidden behind the couch. A is like looking around. Spencer's like worried about being caught. And seemingly A leaves. Spencer drops her phone, but she picks it up, like texts Hannah, get out of the house. A has a knife. She puts A in quotes. <laughs> also, I like that Spencer seemingly has a new iOS. Does she? She yeah, has like an yeah, iPhone she does. now. Like, mm-hmm. She only has an iPhone. Like, welcome to the future, Spencer. Yeah, she does have an iPhone. I wonder where she got that. Maybe for Christmas. It's been a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she could need it when she's in jail. Um, Spencer hears a sound, like, looks over, sees Hannah's the phone. The cops might is... have, like, taken her old phone. Hmm. Could be in, like, evidence. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the things they'd find in there? There's <laughs> just a lot of, like, Toby sex. There's, <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. Uh, <laughs> that? Can we, like, and... give this back? All of her sexting of Toby. And then, like, those pictures she took from Bethany Young's, like, drawing book. And they're like, oh, what kind of sick shit are you guys into? Well, you know, uh, like, Ezra and Arya's would be worse. It'd be all, like, sexy and photos, but with paper bags over their heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so Hannah's phone has gotten that text from Spencer. So, you know, Spencer makes sure that A's not around. She goes and grabs the two phones. Oh, yeah, Hannah's, Hannah's phone's, like, on the couch. She didn't take it with her, so that's no good. So Spencer goes over the window. Then we see the the POV from Spencer's bedroom. As we see Spencer in that window, she's signaling to Toby and like waving both phones in her hand. Yeah, and it, aren't all these like long shots like really unnerving? Yeah, because uh, they they're so tight, you know, that like you could expect somebody to, like attack from a side of a window at like any we moment. Said, always beware of the wide shot. Mm-hmm. So uh, Toby sees his camera. He like looks at the camera. Then he looks up at the attic, like looking for Hannah. He sees her. She's oblivious. So he pulls she's, out like, his. Hannah's pulling down some hat boxes and through the window. He pulls out his, like, flasher thing for his camera. The flash, yeah. Yeah, it starts, like, flashing it at her, hoping to get it's her It's funny attention. that he did this, because I wanted him to do this, like, three scenes ago. I was like, use your flash, Toby. Well, because... Well, it's 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 exactly the thing from Rear Window, but it's a much different context than Rear Window. It makes much more sense in Rear Window, but mm-hmm. it works here, too. It's smart. We know that he's trying to get her attention, because he urgently whispers, Anna! Anna! So, in the uh, attic... And Hannah has found a like one of those hat boxes has a bunch of old letters in it. Uh, and, and in ADR, Hannah tells us, "God, I only had one pen pal. I only had a fan club." The ADR in this episode kind of drove me nuts because sometimes it's hard to tell who's talking. Yeah, and when it's ADR, it's even harder. But yeah, yeah. I, I sense that's probably because they had a lot of like big crazy sets and stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she's like, "God, I only had one pen pal. I only had a fan club." And she looks through and she finds another letter, uh, like in pink paper, from Bethany. Uh, do you want me to read it? Yes, I do. It says, Dear Allison, is it Labor Day yet? I can't tell you how grateful I am to have something to look forward to. I've been biding my time here with art. I found a sketchbook in the art box last week, and I'm just a few pages shy of filling it. I'm counting the days until I can get out of here. Did you tell your friends I'm coming? I can't wait to meet them. I just want to feel like a normal person again. Did I already thank you for the clothes in my last letter? If not... Thank you a million times, or thank you times a million. Yellow is my favorite color. Can't wait to see you, XO Bethany. Hmm. And Hannah's like, oh my god, Allie knew Bethany. And then Hannah's like, and she invited her here for Labor Day. Or did she? I mean, that's 
you gotta wonder, like, could this just all be another A setup? I mean, A is pretty good. A did uh, forge that note from Hannah to Baker Brozak. A did the whole church bell thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, that's certainly an interesting letter, though, if if it's real. Mm-hmm. That well, and this is the other thing too is we knew that CC would go to Radley, like you know, inhabiting Allison's soul. <laughs> so. This, was the Allison that Bethany knew was it actually Allie or was it Cece? That's a good question. Yeah. So downstairs, Spencer. Oh man, this is so wonderful. She she takes that picture of Jessica De Laurentiis that Allie was looking at earlier. Fittingly. She breaks the picture frame and uses like a kind of like a like a little Christmassy like you know towel rag thing nearby, and she picks up one of the shards and she makes her own shiv out of it. Yes. Arya would be so proud right now. Spencer wraps that thing in cloth and is ready to go. Fuck yeah. Uh, Marlene King is like all about making shiz out of broken glass. Yeah. It's uh, like her MO. So Spencer's room, like Toby's like trying to like see the girls through his camera. He's like trying to lift himself up higher to get better angles. I'm really feeling the plight of the photographer here. Oh yeah. Damn it. Where are you? He's uh, like, maybe I can Snapchat the information to Hannah. Oh mm-hmm. wait, she doesn't have her phone. Uh, up in the attic, Hannah's like looking at the notes. She hears the floorboards creak and like, like Hannah like tucks the photo into her dress, like in her boobs, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Or that's a photo of the uh, the note. The note, she, yeah. She gets Spencer, up and she starts Spence? going like Spence, Spencer. Um, in Allison's bedroom, like Spencer sneaks in quietly into Allison's room for glass shiv, and she's like Hannah. Well, the way she sneaks in, it it seems like there's like maybe a shadow passing by. But I think it's her. Is it her? Okay, you, yeah. that's that's the thing from the hallway. I think uh, yeah. Allison's room is at the end of the hallway, so you always see the person's shadow first. Yeah, she's she's peeking in with that shiv in hand, ready to fuck somebody up, uh, calling for Hannah. Upstairs, Hannah's kind of at like the top of the steps to come down. She's like, Spencer? Uh, Toby keeps like flashing his flash. Spencer sees this. Yeah. But not Hannah. Uh, Hannah's walking down the steps. So this is the part that really made me think of Clue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hannah's walking down these narrow steps. There's an open door to like, you know, the, the normal part of the house down below. And just as she's getting to the bottom, that door closes and behind it is A. Oh, shit. Hannah's like, ah! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it cuts to you know, like Hannah gasps, and then it cuts to Spencer, and we hear like that kind of like classic like scream queen, like you know, blood curdling scream. Yeah. Spencer rushes to the attic, and Toby's just like, "Come on, Hannah, c- come on!" So flashing away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that door stairwell in the attic, we see Spencer come running in. She goes running up the steps. She finds Hannah unconscious on the floor of the attic. The like window is open. The curtains are blowing in the wind. Spencer like kneels down and tries to wake Hannah. I like that the the implication is like, oh, don't worry, A's gone. They went out the window of the attic, mm-hmm. which is crazy. <laughs> uh, Spencer kneels down, tries to wake Hannah up. She's so scared, and then finally like Hannah sits up. She's a little well, out of it. A lot of like, hey, hey, come on, Hannah. Hey, please, 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 wake up. You know. And she gives her like copious mouth to mouth. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, oh my God, are you okay? Hannah sits up with a gasp, like looking around in terror. Hannah, she looks a little out of it, like she's been bonking the head. So yeah. she assures her it's okay, she's gone. From the window, we then pan over to like a shelf of like creepy masks. This, that's the kind of thing Allie would have in her attic. Yeah, uh, sure. All these creepy masks, except for one of those masks is not hanging from the shelf, it's standing behind it. It's it's one of those uh, like burlap sack doll mask things. Yep. You know, the ones that all show up in the, the Halloween episodes. The burlap doll sack zombie baby face whatever mask. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and somebody's wearing that and watching them. This somebody appears to have blue eyes. Could be Allie. Could yeah. be A. Because like, I mean, you you don't know. Is this did A fake going out the window and then just decide to watch them, or is this somebody else who was in the room? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I 
I like to just go ahead and say it's probably the same person who was watching them, like in Ezra's lair in Ravenswood. I don't know that for a fact. Mm. Um, so after the commercial, we're in Spencer's living room. The gang is all here. We see the TV is on with the with the weather and the thing that Toby says alert. Channel. Yeah, the footage of like is like cars driving in the snow. And Emma's on the phone of her dad, telling him to give Mama and Grandma B a big kiss for her, and she'll be on the road as soon as it clears. And she hangs up. Um, Thanks, Dad. Which, I love you too. All I want to know is 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 Arya's like Granny Rose of her chin hairs. Is she in town too? Uh, we see Ari and Ezra by the fireplace. Hannah and Caleb are by the stairs, and like Caleb's got like an ice pack on oh. Hannah's head. <laughs> I really love that. that. Just the way he holds it there. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, this is like serious, like you know, liars pairing up with their SOs time here. You know, Spencer's yeah. like sitting in Toby's lap on his uh, thing, mm-hmm. his wheelchair. Um, so yeah, they're all in the Hastings living room, and Toby's Paige's like, on the couch by herself because because uh, Emily's on the phone. Yeah, Toby's like, this is amazing. Hannah, this letter proves that Allison knew Bethany and lured her here on Labor Day. This could create enough reasonable doubt to clear Spencer. I doubt which, it. Which, I totally doubt it. Like, what does that prove? Nothing? For, well, first of all, the handwriting there could have been easily forged. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like oh, so Hannah Marin, the, like, master forger, <laughs> just came up with this letter that supposedly proves uh, Spencer's innocence? Okay. Well, and how did you kids obtain this? Mm-hmm. That's that's the number one question right there. It doesn't even matter if it's like real. It's invisible. <laughs> Hannah's like, well, I, I received the map from my dead friend Mona and I went and looked in the trunk. But then Allie's voice recording scared the shit out of me. So I went and cut a hole in the wall and I found a jack in the box and the jack in the box made me think a hat. So I opened a hat box and there was a letter in there. And the cops just like, get the fuck out. Tanner's like, boy, girls these days sure are different mm-hmm. from when I was growing up. Um, So. Arya seems like kind of sort of pleased that Spencer will be cleared. Like, eh. She's like, eh. You know. Spencer's like, I don't want to say the H word, but I am feeling cautiously optimistic tonight. This clock starts like 12. This is the same grandfather clock, I believe, mm-hmm. that outed Spencer as to being home when Hannah called that one time and Spencer pretended to be at the library. During the Dark Spencer saga, too. Exactly. Spencer's like, Merry Christmas, you know, and everyone smiles. And Toby the goofball is like, and her heart grew three sizes that day. So did Spencer steal Christmas? Uh, Spencer just kind of groans and ruffles Stole her hair. Stole it out of Toby's lap. And then everyone canoodles, yeah. Everyone says Merry Christmas, and they're all kind of, yeah, huddling and kissing. Uh, cut to a TV with a Christmas carol on. Uh, seems to be at the part where, like, Scrooge is, like, happy the next morning. And yeah. Allie wakes up to this, but then Mona's right there next to her on the couch. Singing. <laughs> Mona singing with her wonderful voice. She's singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We get uh, it, ghostly R.I.P. Mona. You can freaking sing. Yeah. And she's even, like, conducting with her hands. Yeah, yeah. Like, Janelle Parrish is having so much fun as, like, ghost Mona. Yeah. Uh, well, and it, it kind of it fits the character, I think. It's like, Mona is, like, uh, kind of uninhibited now that she's, you know, imaginary or a ghost or whatever, you know? Like, she can kind of do what she wants. She's not. She doesn't have to be loser Mona anymore. Once I wasn't, like, tethered to the mortal coil or mm-hmm. reality... <laughs> I was able to relax, be uninhibited. Yeah, sing some Christmas carols. Uh, so Allie's totally spooked, and Mona's Mona, just like so gleeful. She's like, "How was the party?" And Allison like tries to ignore her, and, and Mona's like, hm, "Ignore me won't make me go away. It'll just make me mad." And there's like a rush of air in the room, like blowing all the curtains. Mona's gone, and Allie starts to relax, and then Mona kind of like leaps at Allie from the other side of her, and like screams "boo!" and like laughs in her face. It's really like big, crazy, annoying, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, and Mona's, she's having so much fun. Allie, not so much. And Allie's like, I'm scared, okay? Is that what you wanted to hear? And Mona sighs. She's like, it wasn't as gratifying as I thought it was going to be. 
<laughs> and Ali says, what do you want me to do? I mean, what do you want me to say to make you go away? And Mona just looks at the TV and she's like, wait for it. And on screen, we see Scrooge is talking to a ghost and he says, tell me if Tiny Tim will live. Yeah, it's talking to the ghost Christmas future. It's kind of funny. It's like, it's like, it's backwards in time. Of the no, movie. I think this is like present, isn't it? Isn't I... the ghost of Christmas present when he'd be asking if Tiny Tim will live? I thought it was the Ghost Christmas Future. I don't know. It's been, it's been a long time. But Most I, of my knowledge of the Christmas Carol comes from Scrooge. Isn't this part of the movie before, before? the other? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Allison's like, do we have to watch this? It's depressing. And Mona's like, if you think you're depressed now, look over there. So Allison is like, whatever. And she like looks over in the direction of her tree, but she mm-hmm. gasps what she sees. And suddenly we're in the darkened church. There's a coffin up front. Like we're at a funeral. Allison's at the back of the church. We've changed, you know, locations. She starts like walking towards that coffin. She lifts up the the head of the coffin, the top of the coffin, and mm-hmm. there she is, dead, the pale dead body of Allison De Laurentiis. There's something cathartic about actually seeing her in a coffin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Allison yeah, and Allie's out. freaking out. Um, and then suddenly Mona's right next to her, and Allie says, "When?" And Mona says, "Does it matter?" And this line is a fucking wonderful line. Allie says, "It does to me." I love that line. Well, Such then an Mona, line. Mona gets back to her with, and only you. And she looks at her and she's like, you look pretty good considering. They were like in like a far off, like wide shot, like looking at Mo- Allison and Mona there at the front of the church in the coffin. Mona goes over and like lifts up the lower half of the coffin <laughs> and then just says like nonchalantly, but they never found your legs. Yeah, you look pretty good considering they never found your legs. It's like, holy shit, what happens to Allie? Which had to make you think of Lost. Mm-hmm. But then someone in black steps in front of us, facing off at them. The person in black, as they move past the camera, like once they come to the other side, we see that Mona's disappeared. So it's a really cool kind of like wipe effect. Where yeah. It's like, yeah, I like that shot. So Allison turns, sees the person in black. You know, or She's just like, do I know you? The angle changed, and we see that it's the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Black Veil. They pull back the veil, and it's Jessica De Laurentiis. Now, I gotta say, I don't think this is indicating that Jessica was the Black Widow because Jessica was dead when we saw the Black Widow, so. Mm, no, we saw the Black Widow at Wilden's funeral and Jessica was there. No, but then later we also saw after Jessica was dead, yeah, 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 we yeah. saw and, the Black and, Widow in like 506. On so. the, uh, like, mannequin and A's mm-hmm. lair. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, it's kind of funny though because Allison shouldn't know about the Black Widow theoretically being at Wilden's funeral, but it's entered her subconscious here. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, the widow, like, widow, like uh, lifts the veil. We see it's Mrs. D, and Allison's just like, "Mom," and Mrs. D is like, "It's all my fault." And she steps closer to her, and Allison's like, "Look at me, I'm not dead." And Mrs. D stares at her with this like unearthly sadness and like possibly <laughs> contempt. To me, this kind of is another further subtle confirmation that the stuff that Allison said and showed us in 424 was real. Because mm. this is what Allison's wanted to say to her mom since her mom yeah, buried yeah. her alive. And Allison, or Mrs. D says, uh, they'll be coming for you soon. I'm sorry. And Mrs. D like walks past her and Allison's like freaking out as Mrs. D like goes and looks over the body in the coffin. Well, and then we see all these kind of flickering shadows on the wall. Kind of reminds me a little of like ghost. Like, there's like, like specters and shades. Weird you know? like demons on the walls and whatnot, you know, and Allie starts freaking out and she's like, am I going to hell? And Jessica just turns back to Allie and she's got a tear rolling down her cheek. She says nothing. And Allie's just like, no, no, no. And she she runs and tries to like open the door to the church. She's banging on it. She can't get it open. She's just like, please let me out, Mona. And then suddenly Allie wakes up in her bed. And she's screaming, Mona. Uh, and then Mona kind of like plops right down on top of Allie on her bed. And she's like, wake up, bitch. 
it's Christmas, and I promise you don't want to miss it. Yeah, we see that she kind of like wakes up again, and then mm-hmm. you know, they stare at each other, and then they kiss. Um, I wish. And then Mona's gone, and Allison's like looking around at nothing. So we've got the Spencer's living room. Are are you sitting down for this scene, dear listener? You see Emily's shirt, and it has like a oh snap. It says oh snap, and it has like a little like frosted snowman looking thing, but like the one of the arm branches like broke off. So Hannah's a strange jammies. shirt. Hannah's jammies, which are adorable. Like mm-hmm. they look like they're just like little plaid jammies, but on the butt, on the flap of the butt, they have a butt flap. There's a butt flap. There's two bears, and it says "bear cheeks" over them. I know <laughs> that from I Marlene King's Instagram, where she basically posted a photo a while back. It was like, "Guess this ass." Mm. Um. So yeah, Emily's like wearing like like that boxers and that t-shirt. So the poor it's, it's the next morning. Yeah, they're basically like in their sleep outfits or whatever, like hanging out in the in the living room with like coffee. So uh, Emily comes in and says that you know her mom called her friend at Highway Patrol. They don't set the roads to be clear until tomorrow. Spencer says that she's sorry, and Emily's upset. This is the first time she won't be with her parents on Christmas. And Arya's like, "Yeah, me too." Well, Hannah's like kind of you know rubbing Emily's shoulder and commiserating. And uh, Hannah says, "You know, my mom all said Christmas was wherever we were as long as we were together." And there was one. And then Caleb said, "And we are." together and then we cut to see all the uh, significant others lined up on the stairs you got caleb toby ezra and Paige. Uh, all the dudes are in wearing just little like santa boxers with their like wax chests mm-hmm. and then Paige has like a, a tank top on but she's in santa boxers too and she has like a santa hat on toby's bouncing on one crutch mm-hmm. and was, somebody on twitter had called it at the time tiny toby, tiny still toby. Laughing about. they all look so fucking satisfied and it's like you can see, like, you know, like, oh, Paige and Toby and, and Caleb, they're all probably pretty, pretty cool to, like, be, you know, playing this kind of little fun joke on the liars. But, like, Ezra, their English teacher, he's also in boxers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so creepy. It's, it's so surreal and wonderful and terrible. I just, I think to be in character, the other three should be really freaked out. It's your English teacher. And Ezra keeps doing this thing where he, like, he holds his arms up like he's a magician, like doing like a flourish or something. Surprise! Yeah, Boners! It's... Well, um, it's it's really funny because like you've got like Paige in the foreground. She kind of has this like fierce smile on her face. But then Ezra has like this totally cheesy smile right behind her. Yeah. 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 And so uh, the, the liars all see this and Hannah's just like, seriously? And Spencer's like, now that is a gesture. And they're all kind of like mortified and happy at the same time. And then, yeah, the, the or it's just like, wow. All yell like, Merry Christmas, and they rush down the stairs. And then 100% they have group sex. <laughs> it's a wild holiday fuck party at the Hastings house. Oh, man, so many uh, freeze frames of Ian Harding here. They're just, wow. Yeah. Let's He's just like, I'm your English teacher, everyone. By. Yeah. So He's then like, later... He's like, let's uh, like turn in your uh, assignments about like Christmas orgies into my desk. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so we get like a little montage of all the. Well, also, real quick, anyone who's been whining about, ooh, where's the parents? First <laughs> of all, you didn't listen. Secondly, get the fuck over it. Yeah. Uh, so we get a montage of. Out of town being lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, we get the montage where everyone kind of preparing Christmas dinners, have yourself a merry little Christmas place. We see Han and Caleb are kind of like joking around. Ari and Ezra cooking. Emily and Paige bring some food in. Spencer goes and like joins Toby and sits on his chair as he watches Christmas killer Carol and kisses his head. Toby's just like, I just like to watch this movie. They like uh they wrap some like red oh, yeah. stuff around his legs, make like a candy cane. Um so later Emily comes over to Paige, who's sad, and she asks if she's okay, and Paige is like, 
my parents don't think that Rosewood's a safe place anymore. They don't want me to visit California. They want me to move there. And Emily's like, wait, before graduation? And Paige is like, oh, I'll have enough credits by the end of spring quarter. And Emily's like, I just thought we'd have more time. And they hug. They um, hug, and Paley shippers everywhere as they vomit. Well, it's funny because in the roundtable, Heather Hogan said that this was the moment that everyone knew was coming. Um, it's, but I mean, is it? Like, everybody seems to be like, oh, like, Paige is gone. But it's like, well, maybe she is, but I don't know. Like, you never know with this show. Like, exactly. I I will not be surprised if Paige is still around in season six. Let's put it that way. But um, it's funny though because they they knew they were going to be broken up at some point. Paige is going to go to Stanford, and Emily Mm -hmm. hasn't gone in. But I know I've seen a lot of a lot of Paige fans who are understandably upset about this online, and then I've also seen a lot of people who are like, well. The McCullers are clearly the smartest people in town, <laughs> yeah. even though Paige's dad is still probably an asshole. Um, so Hannah's like looking at a picture of Mona by the roaring fire and feeling sad. And Caleb comes and sits by her. And Hannah's just like, Mona should be here tonight. The only reason we're celebrating is because of her. And Caleb hugs her and he says, man, that orgy was wild. Oh, um, by, by the way, you know, uh, it was right before we started recording our PLO roundtable. Me and you and Heather Hogan were talking about the uh, the boxer scene. Was it a dream? We'd seen the stills of it. And yeah, you guys thought it was, you and uh, Heather thought it would be a dream. And I was like, I'm going to bet it's real that that actually happens. And sure enough, it did. Yeah, my mind is blown. I mean, for a lot of ways, a lot of reasons, my Mm -hmm. mind was blown by that scene. Um, So dinner time. Ezra grabs the big bird off the island counter, serves Aaron table, and says like a biggest dork in the world. He does like a curtsy. (laughs) He's like, Christmas chicken. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I think I can't tell if that's what he's serving or if he's naming himself. He's so pleased with himself, uh, and they all like like cheer and clap, and then he does another one of those weird like arm flourish things, like he's a magician. Uh, <laughs> what is going on with Ezra? He's going through a. He's a, like, this is all I have now. Crisis. My friends are high school students. It's a quarter life crisis. They um, pretend not to be creeped out by me. Also, uh, I want to start the rumor that this is Tippy the bird that he's serving. Oh. So Ezra and Toby are at the heads of the table, I guess because they're the oldest. Um, Arya like wants them all to hold hands and pray or something. As it's, if Arya it's, would be religious. It's just bizarre and creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but fun. But outside, Allison like walks up and she peers through the window and she sees like this little montage of everyone laughing and joking, having a good time. And she feels even more alone and abandoned in the in the cold and the snow. And poor she... excluded Allie. Only we who guard the mystery shall be unhappy, Allie. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then she walks home in the snow. So uh, Emily then like proposes a toast of her Martinelli sparkling cider, and she says, "Oh, I think that's got to be champagne, right? Because they're just I'm, drinking champagne with their English teacher now." Yeah, I'm looking at the bottle though; it looks like Martinelli's to me. But Emily says, "You know, to this family, may we always stay together." And everyone's like, "Cheers!" This seems insensitive to me, since Paige just said that she was leaving in a few months. <laughs> well, also, uh, you know, they all clink glasses there, but uh, Ezra gets nothing from Toby; he gets denied. <laughs> Toby's like, fuck you. You did not pre-order my book. Um, so then they hear some bells ring and some snow falls down the fireplace and Hannah's just like, Santa? And everyone laughs. Oh, like, that's oh, so Hannah. adorable. <laughs> Hannah, you magical silly reindeer. Um, I, the only thing missing from this episode was for like Hannah to put on like one of those like fake big red noses. Oh, yeah, know? totally. So outside Spencer's house, they all step into the backyard as a group. This is the same backyard, I just want to remind everyone, where Mrs. D's dead body was dug up by Pepe. <laughs> Among the other things that were dug up, yeah. Yeah. 
they see a, a giant lit up Christmas tree there, and Spencer's like, "Oh my God, who does this?" You know, and like Spencer's like, "M," and Emily's like, "Not me." And everyone's like, well, "Snowing." It's, everyone's it's happy. snowing, and they're holding out their hands like, like "Christmas oh, miracle." Such yeah. a great Christmas thing. And then uh, <laughs> we see some more Christmas lights come on that have been like attached to the barn. Uh, and it spells out like kind of one line at a time. Merry Christmas, bitches. And then big old A right on the barn door. Yes. Oh, it's such an awesome visual. And Arya uh, reads it out loud. Merry Christmas, bitches. And everyone's smile fades away. Yeah. Classic A. Uh, and the liars, like suddenly they're all cold and huddling together because it's, yeah. it's cold and scary. And, and it's just giving them a, a wonderful buzzkill. Yeah, the audience cheers. And then we pan up <laughs> from one last shot of the lit up barn into the night sky. Oh, it's wonderful. And that's how the A stole Christmas. The uh, the next episode is called Through a Glass Darkly. Isn't like the A in glass, like capital A? Like, I'm sure it probably yeah. is. It's also directed by uh, Chad Lowe. Oh, awesome. The the maestro at work. Yeah, so that was how the A stole Christmas. Um, right Christmas, bitches. Uh, we are caught up. We are, as far as I know, the only podcast to tackle every episode of PLO. What about After Buzz? Did they do it? Nope. They started no. like the second episode of season two. In their fucking face. Oh, and by the way, um, so apparently there's some sort of limitation of Squarespace where, Squarespace where he hosts a website where they only show the last 100 in the feed. So I do apologize for that. I'm looking into other options, but uh, those options might be more trouble than they're worth. But if you do want to listen to one of our older episodes, it's more than 100 episodes old. They are there. They're on our website page. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to broswatchpl2.com, That'll take you to the page, and you can find them there. You just you know go back enough, and they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was a question I wanted to follow up on? Give me just a sec. It was about Mona and Allie. Let me find who asked this here. Well, I wanted to uh, just go ahead and thank uh, Olivia on the wiki who posted that she's enjoying our um, season five recaps. Awesome. And uh, she said that she had a different take on uh, No Con than us. Um, and whether What's or not a different take? In, oh, well, she didn't think that he was actually the one who broke into uh, Ashley Marin's house. Hmm. Who would? That I don't day? know. My my comment back to her was that you know you're right. It was ambiguous as it should be, but I I feel like they would have at least had him deny it. Yeah, they let you assume that for so long. You know, like it's one thing to verbalize the question. It's another thing to just let your audience assume something for so long. Cause then it gets locked into your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was from crystal fields, uh, Emily's little sister. She, uh, <laughs> says, uh, request an analysis on Mona and Allison. Who would you side with if approached and why? Hmm. So what do you think about that? If you had to, to pick a side to, to work with Mona, why? Cause she's amazing. I, I, I I feel like she's much more capable. The only thing that stops Mona, the only thing that holds her back is occasionally her self-esteem. Hmm. See, I have much different uh, motivations for picking Mona. I mean, like it, as, as people who listen to podcasts know, I love Allie. Hmm. Um, I would pick Mona as well hmm. because I feel like Mona has certain like known weaknesses hmm. that I could potentially use. And this is a very dangerous game, but I could potentially use to manipulate and control her if I needed to. Interesting. Uh, whereas Allie, I'm not sure what I would do there. I don't know what pressure point I would push. But with Mona, she obviously she she is like secretly a human being underneath it, and you know I think you know a need to be liked and like to you know have friends and whatnot is a way you could kind of 
get Mona to to do what you wanted her to do or to control her if you needed to. See, my thing is, I think that Mona has a larger skill set though than Allison, because I, I think, think Alice, yeah. I think they both have that same kind of. Yeah, I think Allie's more dangerous though. I, yeah, I think she's less uh, disciplined than Mona. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Um, the reason I had brought up the point earlier, and then obviously it's different because you're a guy, but it's like, imagine yourself in that point where it's like, you couldn't believe the day when Allison fucking Delorentis asked you to join her group. And now here you are, and you never expected that being her friend would require lots of like switching outfits <laughs> with her and being a decoy. <laughs> like, what does this mean? Why am I constantly being a decoy for you? What are you mixed up in? Yeah, I guess I, I would feel like more of a pawn in Allie's entourage than with Mona. Not that Mona, Mona doesn't have her own pawns, but I, I, at least I could attempt to play the game there where I, I don't think, I, I wouldn't have even have like a, an idea of where to start with Allie. You can't even tell me that Lucas, you know, wasn't put into the group to be eventually like a patsy of some sort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are my thoughts. Even though I, I really like Allie the character, I would be, very uh wary of actually joining up with her yeah well and, you scary. know in this town bitches get buried mm-hmm. so yeah that was our christmas episode uh we'll be back in i guess a couple of weeks for episode 14 we're probably gonna put the episode up i'm i'm thinking maybe thursday it, mm-hmm. it might be later but probably thursday morning yeah, uh, we'll we'll probably be recording late Wednesday night. I'm guessing if if all goes as expected, it, it, they might go up a little later. I guess it all depends on how much time it takes us to do the notes. Well, it'll it'll be fun too because you've you've listened to a single episode or you know what time that we're you know time and place we're releasing this. We've always like had the foreknowledge. We've been caught up. We've viewing mm-hmm. wise, we've been caught up. We haven't really talked about future spoilers because we we're. You know, recording the episode as you're supposed to imagine it from the standpoint of just having seen up to that episode. Yeah, we can we can actually like theorize, speculate. Yeah, um, yeah. we I, I should say we're still not going to get into like future spoilers. You know, I mean, I know you can go online and see um scenes scenes and synopses and whatnot, and potentially sometimes like I remember at the end of season four, a lot of this stuff leaked, like this stuff about Ezra writing a book that all leaked early. We're not going to get into that. We're going to try to keep it to what we actually see on screen. Yeah. Well, because we're also very interested in just how the sausage is made. Because we're gross. Get it? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's uh, that'll be it for a couple of weeks here. Thanks for everyone who's been chiming in on our website page and on Twitter. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, we're at broswatchpll2. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the website page is broswatchpll2.com. I mean, we'll still be around, you know, the website. We'll still be around on uh, Twitter. You can email us. You can leave us comments and... and Reviews and star ratings on iTunes. Yeah, if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, we always appreciate that. And we'll be back in just a couple of weeks. Merry Christmas, Marco. Happy New Year, Benji. Bye-bye.